Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is V, and this is Talk Your Truth. A lot on the just on the schedule, man. We just got a lot going on. Twenty One Savage and ICE immigration, Virginia, and their entire issues are starting at the top, and the impending shutdown 2.0, possibly. Um, like I said, once again, it's your boy V. And and it's Alex. You already know what's up. The great Alex. The great. <laughs> All right, Alex. Uh, how you doing, man? You good? Yeah, man. I'm chilling. How about you? I'm blessed, brother. So I, I really cannot complain. I cannot complain at all. I'm alive. Got breath in my body, brother. So I'm good. Yo. Hey, speaking of being alive, man, uh, my bro, Eric um, from New York. Uh, he just had his first son, so uh, happy born day hey. to EJ. Uh, shout out to you guys. Yeah. Always um, beautiful family, man. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely blessed. Blessed. All right, Alex. So you, so you know, we've been we've been texting before before we actually got up on here. We we just gonna get right into it, bro. Um, uh-huh. right in. We got Twenty One Savage. Pronounce his name for me, man. I, I his real name is is it Shaya or Sh- Sh- Shaya Ben? I I don't know. I don't want to butcher his first name. I want to say uh, Shaya, but I'm I'm no expert, so I might okay. I might, but I know that it means uh, worthy of. Okay. Um. Yeah, and Ben means son, so like his name means like worthy of being a son of Abraham, Abraham or Joseph. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. So. Cool. Um. He was recently arrested. Actually, I think it was what Super Bowl Sunday or the Saturday before. I think it was the day yeah. of. Oh. Yeah. So he was recently arrested by ICE agents for overstaying his visa. So in the state of America, you know, with the whole wall thing and immigration and ice has been not really been like a major player ever since um 2016's election so with that being said i mean now it's a rapper you know it's a pop star uh, right. rap star hip-hop artist um what i've gathered from it obviously from the facts that he's um he's actually a british citizen which his lawyers have confirmed that he is a british national he's from the uk but he's mm-hmm. from like the uk just like Someone who's from Puerto Rico is from the United States. You know, he's not mm-hmm. an actual person from the country. He's just from like a territory. Um, mm-hmm. what, what, you, you give me, give me some more background on that if you got it. Um, yeah. So basically, um, he, yeah, he's a citizen of the UK, um, born on a territory of theirs. Um, they were like the last great empire, I guess, before um, America. So. Uh, they got a lot of territories and stuff like that out there. Um, and he was born in one of them. Uh, and uh, him and his parents came legally to the United States when he was seven years old. I thought, um, yeah, I thought it was like around time, like like just before, right when he was like 10. Yeah, so how that worked was he came uh, when he was seven. Um, uh, I believe the first... Uh, let me see. I pulled up the document. So, the first um, the first visa expired. Uh, let's see. Uh, it expired in in two thousand six. A year later, um, which is like actually a pretty common thing. Um, a lot of times, 
like children come with their parents legally and then like their status expires or whatever and they kind of have no way to like rectify that situation um so yeah so he's been continuously in the u.s for 20 years um uh besides a few trips i guess that he's taken um out of the states which kind of is like a um a red flag a little bit because like if you aren't a citizen or your your visa is expired like i'm not really sure how you could get through customs or you know what i mean like stuff like that and then um like now for the record he has no no um criminal convictions no like felony convictions or anything of the sort however he has had criminal charges placed against him um and so like with that being the case that also to me is a red flag like how can a person that's not a u.s citizen get charges brought against them and not automatically be like detained or you know deported like why would this become a thing at this point so like um I don't know, bro. Just pick it up and give me your thoughts, I guess. Like, what do you what do you think about this situation? I'm a huge 21 Savage fan, man. Huge, bro. So, seeing the news, it was like, I almost thought it was a joke. Right. Like a hoax, almost. Because it, to my knowledge, prior to this happening, I did not know he was from the UK. Or born in the, in the UK territory. Right. I was not hip to that. So, with learning that, I was like, okay, damn, that that's that's kind of that's kind of wild, you know? Because I, I I learned something, but now he's been arrested by ICE, right. and he's how swift everything moved after they arrested him, after they got him, and immediately started trying to um start the deportation process. It was so so fast. I was like, okay. What the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. Like this is this is highly uncharacteristic in my opinion. Well, I'm not really well versed in ICE's um, procedures and everything like that, but this is super fast. I didn't know that they worked this swiftly and this quickly. So, I mean, honestly, I was shocked when I first heard about it. I was, I was shocked. Obviously, I was disappointed just because I didn't really want to see. I don't want to see anybody that I like as a rap artist or an entertainer or anybody of that sort being detained for anything like that. Then when I read further into it, when I learned that he had moved to the States early on into in his life, when his parents were here legally, I, I was like, wow, okay, so he's pretty much done what a lot of like DACA children have done. Right, exactly. You know, and dreamers. So right. I mean it's just like wow. This was Socially, it seemed, I mean, based off what I saw, you know, socially, social media and everything like that, it was very like, like a, it was like a quick trigger type mm-hmm. of like a moment, you know? So it sucks. I really want to see where it goes. I would not want for him to be deported because if he spent majority of his life here, that's not necessarily fair to the individual, you know, right. um, if they spent the most majority of their life here. But rules are rules. I understand the procedures that are in place within um, ICE. But I think that it was kind of swift, nonetheless. I do, I am hip to the social backlash, like Demi Lovato and Tommy Lauren, mm-hmm. and what they said. Um, like Demi Lovato stating that the funniest thing during the Super Bowl 
was seeing the 21 Savage memes. Yeah. You know, like, I just think that's insensitive. Um, because yeah. if Demi Lovato, if it was anybody in Demi Lovato's family, I don't know if she's a natural born citizen or if she's been here for gener- if her family's been gener- been here for generations or not. I I just don't think I think it's insensitive when we automatically just make comedy or make a situation humorous mm-hmm. at the expense of other people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you like you don't know what the actual details are. You don't know the circumstances. You don't know. Any any of the ins and outs, I think it was just insensitive. Tommy Lauren, we already know what she's on all the time. So I was not surprised with her. Just seeing the support from the rap community, from people who know 21 Savage, from obviously followers of 21 Savage's music, the support that they have for him, mm-hmm. absolutely grand and wonderful. But for the, for the people who were just like, oh, this is funny, it just that shows you more so the personality of that person. Yeah, you know I, what I'm saying like with Demi Lovato acting the way she did or responding the way she did. Obviously, some people brought up her her pill addiction, her OD, right. you know, which I think was insensitive in itself. Right? Because yeah. why would you bring up someone else's problem when they're this is this is obviously not the time, nor do they understand the magnitude. So Demi Lovato doesn't even understand the magnitude of her own situation because she believes that the situation of Twenty One Savage is humorous. Mm-hmm. Demi Lovato obviously it was life or death, but this is a livelihood for an individual. You know, both of our have extreme severity. Right. They're just very different and very unique. But I don't think that it boded bode well on Demi Lovato's part to make this situation comedic or see comedy in it because it's this is a this is a very serious thing for 21 savage right and, and if someone laughed at the fact that she od'd you can die you know right i know she didn't want someone to laugh at her when she was going through any of her depression spells anything with her mentally any 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 mental instability that she may have been going through was not a laughing matter for her Right. So I don't believe that it should be a laughing matter at the expense of Twenty One Savage because it's different from what yours was. But I'm sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's kind of just reflective of like the culture that we live in. Like, um, it's funny because just about anything can become a joke, but at the same time, like people are also very sensitive about what gets joked about. So, like, it's weird. Like, um, if this had been 2012, like it would probably be a lot different of an atmosphere like concerning it. Like people would not be anywhere near as empathetic um, as they are. Uh, People would be just really just getting the jokes off, you know, like that's all that people would really care about. So like, it's weird because you kind of see remnants of that still, but then like, there's also like more sensitivity. Um, But of course that only goes so far because like, like you said, um, Demi Lovato, definitely a person that's like gone through, Um, some rather public bouts with depression with addiction and things of that nature and um, she's definitely gotten like the support of like the populace I guess but here um, when she decided to like find the humor in something that the populace doesn't find humorous um, they definitely were quick to bring up her past struggles and kind of like went in on her 
Um, so much right. so to the point that she ended up deleting her Twitter. So, um, yeah, it, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy how it all how it all turns around. But like, yeah, these are definitely serious issues, um, and it's been serious issues since since ICE was literally like detaining children and separating them from their families. Um, kids were missing and unaccounted for. Like, it's been serious. You know what I mean? Speaking, it's speaking been of that. serious. Speaking mm-hmm. of that, did you watch the a lot video? Um, no, I didn't. I didn't watch the um, video. But you know what's interesting is I did see the live performance of it though, and um, he changed he changed his verse to include. Uh, That's like... actually in the video. Oh, okay, okay. So in the in so the original song what we're referencing is on Twenty One Savage's most recent album I Am Greater Than I Was right, right. so the first song is called A Lot and it is beautiful it's an amalgamation of struggle right. but also pride and care for the individuals that have been there for him and that are with him at the same time you know it's very beautifully done if people don't understand the struggle of um, people of African American, African descent, or Black African American people, it might go over your head. But even if it's not racial, even if we take race out of it, if you had any type of struggle that are similar to the circumstances that he describes in this song, it, you, it, you'll hit on every point. But this original song, I believe, is like four minutes and some change, right? Mm-hmm. So the video actually is about six minutes and some change. And Everybody in the video, it almost looks like it looks beautiful because it's his, it looks. I believe this is an entire is Twenty One's entire family, hmm. right? J Cole is obviously there, but everyone's dressed in black tie attire, right? Right. right? Black um, dresses for the women, black suits for the men, white shirts, black ties, and they're in a mansion, gorgeous, having fun fellowship with one another kids are running around having fun everything's good but the longer that the video goes on the more the realizations of the people come into reality like it comes into perspective the reality of those individuals that are depicted in this video come into reality so you have the family starting off in the video just on cloud nine maybe even cloud ten right everyone's mm-hmm. happy go lucky having fun they got ace of spades up in there that's what they're pouring in their champagne glasses at the table it's fully like just seven course meal just laid out on the um on the dining room table right mm-hmm. but it starts flashing to someone's car about to get repo someone having a drinking problem his brother getting shot um another gentleman with dreads with dreadlocks talking on the phone or motioning as if he's on the phone when he's in the black suit at the dinner table but it cuts immediately to a scene of him being behind plexiglass talking on the phone in jail mm-hmm. you know so it starts to really show some visuals that just tell a wonderful story with the story that 21 savage is saying in his lyrics but in the very end it's just 21 sitting at the table everything else is bare no one else is in the room and that's when he's referencing um, he can picture his children being stuck at the border, like what you were talking about. Right. Um, it's it it was it was beautiful, and when he referenced that, and I think it's one other point. It might come to me a little bit later, but when he referenced that, I was like, wow, 
because that shows me that you can empathize with the individuals. You know, yeah. everyone talks about like you know. I mean, we're not gonna go delve, delve deep into this. At least I won't. But when it comes to Black Lives Matter, a lot of people say, "Well, that's a black thing." You know, like black people are 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 militant and militarizing themselves and trying to use the Black Lives Matter as like a cover. You know, some people try and say that, but other people know the truth or what we believe to be the truth behind that. You know, so with all of that being said, Twenty One Savage is not someone of the ethnicity, a descendant of the ethnicity that we majority of the time immediately think, okay, who is an illegal alien or an immigrant or someone that may be detained by ICE at the border? Right. You know, he's not a member of that race or ethnicity. But the fact that he, even that one line, you know, it's one line, but at least he said something. Right. You know, when so many other people, you know, turn a blind eye, turn a deaf ear, or just completely stay silent. So with him to state it and say that he can feel for those people, or he's saying that he could imagine his kids being locked up at the border, I mean, that shows that this man cares. Right. You know? Like, he understands this situation. Obviously, with him being a UK national or British national, he understands it a little bit more than myself or you. But, I mean, him empathizing with that, you know, stating that that's his opinion. And in, in him stating that, you can tell he believes that it's wrong. Right. Or at least I believe that it's wrong, just based off of his delivery. So, I mean, it was beautiful, the song a lot. But with him hitting on that, what do you think, like, I mean, socially, we know the support from his fans, from his crew, from his lawyer, from people who have collaborated with him within music, rap, hip-hop, pop, anybody. What what do you hope happens? Um, well, uh, uh, well, I guess to say the least, I hope that he's released. Um, according to, like, the information that's been made available, like, this is actually a pretty common thing. Like, people are in between um, visa statuses and things like that. Like, he currently has a pending a pending um, visa, which he applied for in 2017. So, um, like, that's one of the things that his lawyers are pointing out. Like, this is not news to anyone. Like, the right. Department of Homeland Security did not just find out about this. They've had, you know, his home address. They've had all of his information he's been um, upfront and very like forthwith about all of his immigration status. Um, and like, that's not been hidden. This isn't a surprise. Um, so like they were kind of really caught off guard as to why he was just so swiftly, you know, um, taken into custody. And uh, even in custody, he's being held basically um, on lockdown, like 23 hours a day. Um, right. He has like 10 minute, yeah, yeah, basically, um, yeah, he has 10 minute phone calls per day. Um, like he's, he's being treated like a maximum security prisoner, like, and it's kind of crazy because this is a, a civil offense. It's not a criminal offense. And, um, ICE has the authority to grant a bond. And typically that's what they do when they don't yeah. feel that the person is a flight risk 
they grant a bond. And so um, his lawyers made sure to point out that, you know, he has um, several investments, like, all throughout his community. Um, right. His mother is uh, is a um, citizen, I believe, and his siblings are permanent re- uh, legal residents. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I mean? Like, he has numerous friends and family that are, like, here. Like, basically, he has no reason to go anywhere. He has no reason to run. Um, right. He wasn't running before. Like, nothing has changed. Um, and the only... You know, on the flip side, I just got to interject. You know, on the flip side, some people will say, well, that, those are character traits, not, you know, like legitimate. You know, a lot of people try, like to bring up that point. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, Which, like he's done a lot for his community and stuff, you know, like, I mean, yeah. he's not like he's he's actually like making pushes to do better. He's encouraging and challenging other artists, other, you know, um, figures in pop culture to to step up and do better he's doing backpack drives he's uh encouraging people to you know buy real estate instead of buying uh chains and and watches and stuff like he's um he's like really changed and i i think that that was a big part of what his last album was about um was about his growth you know what i'm saying his growth and sort of transcendence of his old self you know um Right. Uh, just conquering, conquering his old self to become better, you know, and um, right. that's what that's the message that he's really promoting. Um, and so, yeah, I, I hope that um, he will be granted a bond and released, and you know, allowed to continue um, his business as he was doing before. Uh, yeah. Jay Z has contributed um, like an additional legal team essentially to try to help. Um, like expedite the process yeah and and do whatever they can to get him home because basically um the treatment that he's receiving is very uncharacteristic of people that are in this situation and so like it really begs the question of why and the only thing that people can like identify is like he kind of spoke out and condemned uh ice and their practices um through his music you know what i mean so like it kind of makes him a bit of a political prisoner in in a sense. Like, I don't want to take that too lightly. I mean, like, you know, being a political prisoner is a very serious thing. And, like, people that are arrested for standing up for what's right um, should always be held in extremely high regard. Um, and I don't uh, mean to trivialize it. A lot of people can see it as that when it's, um, you know, something that uh, is involving entertainment or, you know, hip-hop culture and things like that, but I think that it's an accurate um, statement in this case. I mean, he's standing up for something that he believes in, and um, it appears that he's facing some pretty strict repercussions as a result of it, so prayers up for him and for his family and loved ones, and um, I just hope the best. I hope that he can get blinded out. You're right, man. Um, Definitely prayers up for 21. Um, not only as a fan, but just as an individual. Right. Um, I love what you're doing. Continue to do it. Taking care of your children. You being a man for yourself, your family, as well as your community. I mean, you're doing everything that you can for the individuals that you care about and for the people who are around you, who may not even have a true connection with you, but you you, you are going out here and making connections with them. So right. you're doing something for everybody and yourself. Um I really hope this just as swiftly as this came down that it just 
as swiftly goes away. Definitely. And that you're, that, that, that you're cleared of all of this, that you're granted your legal um, permanent residency, and this won't be a, another thing that comes up in your life, man. Um, prayers up for you. Much love to 21 Savage. Definitely. So, all right, we, we, we already hit on it. You, you brought up the point, um, I guess, political. Right. right. So... Oh God! All right, I'm just I'm just going to jump into it. Governor Ralph Northam, bro. What is going on in Virginia? Jesus, bro, what's going on with Virginia, <laughs> man? I mean, shout out to anybody who lives in Virginia. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know whether you voted red, or voted blue. I don't really care as long as you loving you. So, um, bars for you. So all I'm saying is, bars. Governor Ralph Northam. Lieutenant Governor Fairfax and Attorney General Herring. We're going to start with the first, right? Because if it wasn't for the first one, these other two might not have come to light as quickly or to the limelight or to the national spotlight because one of these actually been going on for well over 10 years. But Governor Northam, bro, like wait, wait, blackface. Wait, there's we, one missing we, though, right? Um, the Secretary of State. Secretary of State for Virginia? Yeah. Wasn't wasn't that the first like go go ahead. Not... Okay, okay. Are yeah. you want me to go? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'll 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 look it All up right. and if I'm if I'm I'll I'll bring it back up when I find it. Okay, cool. So with Governor now Ralph Northam, if people haven't been paying attention to what's been going on, like just if you I, I understand those people who may want to just stay away from politics until it's time to actually vote. Because it's a rather depressive topic it's, it's it's extremely depressive it's extremely divisive i'm from the south so what you don't talk about is i mean one of the quickest points to get into an argument about is god politics and then football so <laughs> obviously everybody loves football so i mean you can talk about that it's it, that's more of a you know calm debatable topic when it comes to sports but god your religion or politics, religion and politics are pretty much just a no-no. It's just not you don't you might not even talk about it to your family, you know, because it's that divisive. So, uh, if you don't know what happened, Governor Nor- Ralph Northam, who is the governor of Virginia, he hit the, a page of his medical school yearbook. Right. Mm-hmm. So, to my knowledge, I'm just going to jump back and forth. So, to my knowledge. My sister actually was like the editor-in-chief of high school yearbook. And whenever it came to that, I learned this from her and I actually saw this after she had graduated high school before I did. People who take out like the entire page, they're the ones that submit right. the photos. Now, she also recently corrected me saying that there could be photos put in not to the knowledge of the individual on that page, mm-hmm. right? So the reason why I bring up both of those points is because the initial reaction was Governor Ralph Northam had a picture of him. I believe it's in front of a Firebird um, or a Pontiac GT or one of, one of the old school classic muscle cars, you know, him with a 10-gallon hat, you know, chilling out with his flannel shirt, right? Yeah. We have him as a professional shot, him as a casual shot, and then another shot. I don't even know what he was doing. So the, the, north, the top left... Middle and then bottom left pictures all seem to be this one individual, this one man. But the top right, the fourth of the four pictures, had a, had someone 
dressed in blackface with an afro on, standing by, beside a, a person, I don't know if it's a man or a woman, in a clan outfit. Mm-hmm. Right? So when this first came out, obviously there was a lot of social backlash. Initially, he stated his apologies, said that he was sorry. But then the day after, he came out and said, he doesn't have any recollection of him being either of the individuals in the picture. <laughs> this, this is guy. a walk. This is yeah. This is a walk back on him stating he can't remember which one, if he or if he was in the photo twenty four hours prior. So that's what he said. My initial reaction to the news was. I was the craziest thing, bro. I was actually at a birthday dinner, and I got a Google update on my phone, waiting for my food. And I told my family, I mean, it's obviously a good time for us. So I just recently um, celebrated my birthday on the 1st. So we were just out, and it was like, wow, the governor. And initially, my reaction was like, who is this? You know, it wasn't even like, oh, what political party is he? You know, I bet you a Republican did this. It wasn't even that. I really was like, what governor has a picture in blackface? You know, like I was just like, hold on. People are getting super bold out here, you know. So I looked at it. I saw there was a Democratic governor. Didn't change my opinion. And I was like, wow, bro. Wow. And then the days after that, and then him stating that he wasn't going to resign based off of the backlash and people requesting him to resign. Not only um, Democrats, but also Republicans. The president, you know what I'm saying, himself, which has done some questionable things in the eyes of most of the majority of people um, or unsavory things in, the, um, in, in certain eyes of people. So the president, well, the office of the president top Democrats, Republicans, and residents of your own state, the Congressional Black Caucus within your state, after reviewing all the facts, at least then, stated that you should resign. Because this is a severe offense. This is not a crime. But it's a crime to African American people. It's not a legal crime in the United States. But this is a ethnic racial crime. To the, to the people of African descent. So, all in all, man, it's... I've been talking. What, what, what do you think about it, man? Just, just with Governor Northam, your initial reaction, what you think right now, and we'll just go from there. Um, man, uh, it's really a mess, bro. It's really a mess. Uh, um, blackface is something that's definitely, like, very historically charged um, and, like very disrespectful, um, definitely more so to, like, the older um, members of the African-American community, um, especially in the South, uh, because when we think about it, we're really not that far removed from civil rights. That's really, like, 50 right. years ago. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, like, it's, like, very sensitive um, subject. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people that were there that like were active in those times and that like still feel um you know emotionally about it and like a lot of um their children and grandchildren that feel emotionally as well their families went through um 
a lot of things in that kind of triggers all that, you know? So um, it's definitely not something to be taken lightly. Um, and uh, I guess just starting with the governor, um, I actually was in the car with my mom. I was listening to his his um, second address of it, um, where he kind of did that walk back. And uh, it was pretty ridiculous, um, honestly. Like it was, it was kind of um, unfortunate that that's the way that he chose to handle it. He handled it in a very political way. Um, he kind of tried to use different little tactics. Like one of the things that he did towards the end was to say, like you know, um, we're reminded, I guess, of our of our history um as virginians uh you know with many of these figures whose pictures hang on the walls in um in the governor's mansion um which is a valid point i mean virginia was um a big piece of the confederacy it's actually where the civil war was ended um in a town called appomattox Uh, that's where my family is from uh sidebar my family is actually owned by uh robert e lee um, so, yeah, like, yeah, um, it all kind of, uh, hits home a little bit. It doesn't necessarily make me emotional, but, um, it's definitely not a thing that I think anyone should be proud of. Um, right. and I thought that it was unfortunate for him to try and deflect and, and kind of like, you know, spread the blame. Like, I mean, like, um, I think that, uh, I don't know. Like at first, he he accepted it. He apologized for people that he may have hurt with his actions, and then he sort of said that he couldn't remember if it was him, and that he called his classmates and spoke with his family, and came to the conclusion that it wasn't. That to me seems a little um, a little ridiculous. Um, I mean, I guess I don't necessarily have proof to the contrary, right? But um, he did also admit that he participated in blackface for a dance contest where he was doing a Michael Jackson impersonation. Um, he did admit to that in the second, in the second um, speech that he gave. Um, but I think really overall, it's kind of just reflective of a culture and that along with um, some of the other um, people, what I, what I had brought up earlier was actually the secretary of state from Florida he was in a scandal like this, um, I believe it was last month. Yeah, oh, in January. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, where he dressed up as an African-American woman. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yeah, I know and, what you're talking about. And yeah, he ended up stepping down from his post. And then, um, like, I mean, you can continue to share about the rest of the cabinet, you know what I mean? Like, um, because he's not the only one, <laughs> you know? So, like, right. it's reflective of a, of a big part of culture of that era. So like, um, I, I, go ahead and share a little more about that, I guess, for the people now. All right. So, oh my God, I'm, I'm just going, I'm, I'm going to go back to the Michael Jackson thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So I love satirical comedy right. and I deeply enjoy satirical political commentary because it adds an element of comedy and humor, which are pleasurable emotions to have, in my opinion, you know, for you to laugh at something, you know, it's always good to laugh and smile and joke about something and not take things too seriously, especially politics. When you take everything seriously with politics, um, 
to where you're up in arms with with yourself and with others. So I watched Trevor Noah, right? And it is hilarious because he stated, how do you refer, say, oh, I didn't do this blackface, but then admit to another instance that you did some sort of blackface? Right. He was just like, so were the shoes, a glove, the hat, not enough? That you had to take black shoe polish, which Governor Northam himself has said, I don't know if you've ever tried black shoe polish and put it on your skin, but it doesn't come off. So I only put a little bit on my cheeks in hopes that it would come off. So therefore, I would go ahead and... uh, (laughs) I'm just going to stop there. So, for one, when you start revealing things like that, to me, just as a listener, not even as um, a black person or not, that's a little peculiar to me. Because how would you know that black shoe polish doesn't come off easily from your skin in 1984? Dude. I definitely would know now. I'm just going to be honest. I definitely would know now because I got YouTube. You know, I have, I have, you used to have Vine, you got Twitch and TikTok, whatever, everything right. is going on right now. But there is a way I can find out this information if it's going to be the best possible thing for my skin, right? So back in 1984, I don't know how you would know this. Unless you've done it, unless you've known people who have done it, right? right. Um, I don't even know. I wasn't alive in 1984, but I don't even know, like, what with Michael Jackson. I mean, all you have to do is play the music. Right. You know, like, with Michael Jackson, all you have to do is play the music. Honestly, sometimes you don't even need the glove. I've seen high school talent shows where kids don't even have gloves. They just have high-water pants on. Right. With the socks on the shoes, yeah. And a fedora, and you know exactly who they are. You know exactly who they're imitating. Definitely. So, obviously, that the times were different back in 1984. So, I mean, different times, you know, different means, different times, different practices. So, I can't really get on them too much for that. Right. But deflecting from this blackface to admit to another blackface is a cop-out, and it doesn't make it any better. Right. In my opinion, like, honestly, bro, I just really think, like, okay, well, you've had top Democrats say that he needs to resign. Two other officials, the the Lieutenant Governor Fairfax and the Attorney General, who would succeed him, either of whom would succeed him, it would be the Attorney General if Lieutenant Governor Fairfax, you know, with his scandal that's going on, had was forced to resign. But with all three of the top officers in Virginia now under investigation, I read an article that stated that more it's more and more likely that he actually will stay on because of the investigations into those other two individuals. Hmm. But before we get on to that, I'm thinking about 2020. Mm-hmm. Because in 2016, Ralph Northam won 53% of the vote in Virginia. It was a decisive victory. A hundred, uh, 1.4 million votes before him. He defeated Republican Gillespie at 1.1 million votes. 1.1 million 
because of the um, listening to the rappers that I liked. My friends and I did blackface, imitating them when we dressed up as the rappers. That right there, children who are not black doing blackface, starting it starting as admiration feeds into this notion that you can do it as disrespect. That's what I believe. I believe that if you start it early, it's like, oh, they're just playing, they're imitating, right? Mm-hmm. I know a kid I actually went to high school with, he loved NWA. Super love, bro. I mean, skinny kid, short, had the Bieber surfer hair, right? But I can tell you he knew every word of every song. Uh-huh. I have a former co-worker who loves N.W.A. When he worked at Enterprise Rent-A-Car, he dressed up as Eazy-E. Neither one of these <laughs> dudes. Dude who dressed up as Eazy-E even had the Compton hat snapped back on, right? He even had a Jerry Curl wig, bro. Bomber jacket and all. He ain't dressed up in no blackface, though. Not stating that they might have, because they, they, I mean, they, I, I don't know their normal practices, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what they do behind closed doors. But what I'm saying is that the admiration wasn't so blind that they right. wanted to dress up or, you know, change their physical appearance for, for a specific time period to reflect those that they have some type of admiration for, you know? So that right there, you dressing up, uh, Attorney General Herring dressing up as, and then putting on blackface, I don't even know what rappers it was. I don't don't even think he said it in the interview. So I think that starts the notion that you believe, you know what I'm saying? And this this goes across the board. People dressing up in sombreros, that's cool. You got your sombrero. Everything's fine. Right. But the moment you cross a specific line, whether it start to act in a derogatory way towards or it tries to depict yourself as an ignorant individual or a stereotypical individual in a negative light, or in this case, change or darken your skin or lighten your skin or do what you ha- do whatever that is. To show that you are like physically that, I think that's crossing the line. If I go out here and wear a sombrero today, it's not. I don't believe that it's offensive. If it is offensive to pe- to the Mexican people or any any culture that wears sombreros, then I apologize. But it's a completely different thing if I go out here and do something heinous, you know, or believe that oh, I'm just depicting somebody that I've seen before. And it just not be a accurate representation. So we're going to go back to Attorney General. So not the Attorney General, uh, Governor Fairfax. Well, Governor Fairfax actually read in Senator Kamala Harris is running for 2020 um, presidential candidate. She mm-hmm. is a former prosecutor of New York, right? Mm-hmm. Prosecutor, 
not just politician, but prosecutor. So she knows the ins and outs of the legal system. She has worked within the legal system. She reviewed the witness's statement, the alleged, the alleged victim of um, Dr. Vanessa Tyson, and she deemed it credible. Instead, hmm. that there should be an investigation into this. If an individual, no matter political, who has got that point, a prosecutor deems it credible. I can't do nothing but believe. Because you've obviously worked your way up there in some way or fashion. Mm-hmm. Also, you know what credible means when it comes to prosecuting somebody. I don't I don't sit in an office and review legal documents court proceedings and everything like that all day. I don't do that. I don't sit I don't sit and defend individuals or prosecute individuals on a daily basis stating why they did it or why they did not do it. So if someone who has the cachet, the experience, the knowledge, mm-hmm. Republican or Democrat, don't matter. If you deem this credible, that this needs to be looked into, I'm going to believe you. I'm just going to. Now, based off of the investigation, if one is given to Lieutenant Governor Fairfax in its entirety, more and more details will come out to the public, then we can make our social judgment. You know? Quick point, bro. Did you know that Lieutenant Governor Fairfax hired on now Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh's lawyers. Alex. Yeah. Did you um did you know that? Uh nah. Yeah. He hired on the um the the lawyers that were retained by Brett Kavanaugh during the Senate proceedings. Oh during the um swear in. Oh that's crazy. Yeah. And Dr. Tyson also retained the lawyers that were Dr. Ford's lawyers. Uh-huh. Christine Blase Ford. She, um, her lawyers are now Dr. Tyson's lawyers. This is coming from um, Stephanie Rule, the host of This Just In. She stated, I'm just going to paraphrase for Stephanie Rule, this just in on MSNBC. She stated that she feels for Dr. Tyson and believes that she should, that justice should be heard and that she referred back to um, Dr. Christine Blase Ford, the alleged victim of now Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. So what, what do you think about that? Before we get on, you know, the Attorney General and his admittance of blackface and his ignorance, um, let's just talk about Lieutenant Governor Fairfax and this is this dates back to 2004, bro. Mm-hmm. 2004. Yeah, so 2004. Obviously, Kamala Harris has come out and said that this needs to be looked into. Um, an investigation needs to be um, started. And now, you have the same lawyers from the Ford Kavanaugh dispute. So, yeah, I definitely find it 
interesting. I feel like at the very least, uh, the best we could hope for. What's going on, bro? <clears throat> so, yeah, man, it's just three hundred dollars was steep for the tickets. I, I'm gonna see it this year. My girlfriend really wants to see The Lion King on Broadway, so we'll go see it. But couldn't do it last year, man. Just couldn't do it. Couldn't do it, man. That close to the holidays, I was like, absolutely not. But. Lion King is a smooth going to see. I might even see it on opening day, if not opening weekend. I'll probably have to see this like two or three times, to be honest. I got to see it with my girl. I got to see it with my son. I got to probably just I, – I know I'm going to see it twice. I know I'm going to see it twice this year for the Lion King. Yeah, man. I don't know if I'll see it twice in theaters, but, like, I'm definitely going to see it, like, pretty close to when it comes out. Um, If I can't get to an early release even. Um, Mm. And, yeah, man, I know that it's definitely going to live up to the hype. Um, I'm really excited. It looks phenomenal. I'm really excited about that. I think what I'm probably most excited for, and they haven't showed any of it, but I want to see what Scar looks like. Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. I was just thinking about that. Like, uh, they haven't shown Mufasa, been, been, they, been shown. they haven't shown Mufasa, nor have they shown Scar. And yeah. my opinion, my my favorite one, my favorite character from The Lion King was actually Scar. I just thought he was the coolest. Now, oh really? He did some, yeah. He did some, he did some fairy, fairly fucked up shit. You know, what I mean, he just he, he was messed up. What he did, you know, killed his right. brother, took over the kingdom and stuff like that. But we know the story of Hamlet, so we can't really take that, you know, beyond what that is. But no, nah, I, I really like Scar. I think Scar's design looks far better than pretty much any other line in the movie. And then I really liked, well, I was a kid when Lion King came out and Lion King 2 Simba's Pride came out. So I really thought that um, Kovu was dope, too. The sun. Yeah, yeah. I was I, I was just like, yo, this, it, it was yeah. just such a different looking lion. Like, he just looked completely different. Yeah, and definitely yeah. very underrated as well. Like, definitely didn't get the love he deserved. Yeah. Kovu was a dope. But he's actually like my my son. He he's watched it, the Lion Lion's Guard, which is like the kids' show or whatever for the Lion King, and um, Simba actually has a son in the show. His name is oh. Kaya. He has like a mohawk, a red mohawk, and um, he's pretty dope. I mean, he's a little boisterous, you know, a little brash. I mean, he's 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 not cut from the same cloth as Simba. Because Simba was, like, even wise when he came back to, you know, like, fight Scar. But Kion, he, um, he's the he's in charge of, like, I guess the kids' club to, like, warn the adults, so to speak. But I'm not going to digress into that too much. But Kovu actually is a cub on the show. I don't oh, think he's in the line, but he's actually still relevant. It's not like they just brushed over him and just never brought him back. But I just thought the design with Scar and Kovu – with the brown color um, fur, as well as like the black mane, I th- I, it's, it's just it was so striking to me. And right, for me, yeah, to, nice contrast. For me to learn that there are actually lions that look like that in Africa, I was like, why wasn't this told to me in the beginning? 
Yeah, I actually learned that like right now. <laughs> I never knew. <laughs> I never knew that. If you, if you Google it, if you Google it, um, and I think it's you just Google like lions in Africa or like dark or black lion. You don't even have to call it like black per se, but like they have darker fur and like almost black mane. It's almost identical to how they create or how they depicted Kovu and Scar, with just not as skinny as Scar, but. There are lions that look just like that. There are brothers. I think it's a one pack um, that have like two brothers who usually, you know, it's like usually one male and then the lioness. The lionesses, mm-hmm. right? Right. And the yeah. cubs. But it's two brothers that like pretty much just like debunked that whole thing. They were just like, yeah, we're not doing one. It's both of us. Hmm. And they're serious. Like they are some serious lions. And they're both like have the darker tone fur, which I think is dope. I mean, it happens to look like the character that I like, but, I mean, no, I like Scar. I just think that Scar, he just looks cool. Were his, was it, were his motivations just? Absolutely not, but I mean, it's the story of Hamlet. So after I read the story of Hamlet, I was like, alright, well, I can't really say that he wasn't wrong. I mean, he was, but Hmm. Nah, as far as the character, like how he looks, just how he was depicted, like he just looks dope. Like he's just a cool looking looking lion. That that yellow, it, it just became mundane after a while for me. And I thought nah. I this, I hate him. I hate him. But like honestly, I really, I told my girlfriend a couple of weeks ago. I told her if the story of Lion King, I know it's based off of Hamlet, but they just completely completely took that away and made it Mufasa versus. Scar, that would have been crazy in my opinion. <laughs> but I could not stand Simba after that movie. I'm like, your dad was just murdered. He's going to run? That's what you're about? So you're really just telling me that she's going to run away. That's what you're going to do. Mm. I mean, at least I saw Bruce Wayne grew up. You know what I'm saying? And then just fought, fought crime. But she was going to dip on everybody. And also... For the fact that Scar took over, ain't nobody challenged him. Yeah, well, no one wasn't really. I mean, much nobody left. The lioness ain't even trying to gang up on. Him. They just like forget it. Hmm. What? So I, I after after Simba just took off like that, I couldn't respect him. So that's why I was like, nah, I can't stand Simba. My son asked me now, Daddy, if you, if, I'm sure he's gonna ask me after I watch this movie, Daddy, you like Simba? I'm like, no. <laughs> Face, I'm gonna look him dead in his eyes and be like, "Son, no, absolutely not." <laughs> like it's just like no, because I'm just like, you know what? That's not how you do things. All right, if something goes wrong, you don't run away. That's a, all right. Gotta sit him down and have that talk. Like, yeah, like, if something ever like, happens, to that's daddy, an opportunity for me to follow right there. You know what I'm saying? You After go that, get him. You go get him. Don't run. You go get him. Yeah, man, especially something like that, man. You 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 calm down and look at logic or whatever, but you you don't just take off. That's not yeah, how we do it. Pops, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so no. Yeah, I just think that that's that was a, a terrible depiction as to how you should react to a situation. Um, but now Lion King is just gonna be dope. I think the visual is gonna be great. A lot of people I've seen on YouTube are afraid that it's gonna be like a shot for shot remake, which they hope that it's not. Man, I don't even care. I really yeah. don't even care. Like, yeah, because even be if it was, movie. it'd still be phenomenal. Yeah, bro. Honestly, it's gonna even if it were a shot for shot remake, it's gonna be better than Aladdin, Dumbo, and Beauty and the Beast. Like, we're just gonna be honest. 
Yeah. I don't care if you can even predict the lines if it's that much of a shot for shot. Right, right. Like, bro, it is what it is. Like, it's going to be a great movie. It was a great movie before. Them remaking it and showing you Pride Rock and everything like that, who cares? At the end of the day, who cares? Because I'm a Star Wars fan. When they came out with Star Wars Episode 7, bro, that was that that was a new hope. That was episode four. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. That's all that was. And I smiled from ear to ear from the beginning to the end of that movie. I loved it. But it was it was pretty much the exact same movie. Yeah. So no, get get that out of my face. I don't care. Don't I don't care. But bruh, you can you can literally make it the most dumbed down shot for shot version. I don't even care. I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna watch it multiple times. All right, we're gonna move on. One movie. All right, so today, one of these movies is actually already came out, but um, it's the next one, number six, Glass. I didn't see the movie. I know that it's like the trilogy, like the the the, the ending of the trilogy from a breakable and mm-hmm. um, split. split. Um, I wasn't inside excited for it. I'm after I read about it in the synopsis and everything. Um. This is a pass for me. Like I don't have much to say about this. I mean, it looks like a great movie. I love Samuel Jackson. I love James McAvoy, and I'm a very big fan of Bruce Willis. But this is a pass for me. I I wasn't super excited for. I know it's something very different for the superhero genre, which it became a superhero movie after a while. But nah, this is a pass. I mean, it looks like an okay movie. The only reason I'll probably for the ending. And really for James McAvoy because he did such an amazing job in Split with the personalities. Yeah, he was phenomenal. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna see this movie even after this recording. I probably won't see it until like Netflix or Redbox or something like that. Yeah, um, I think I want to go see it. It's definitely been one that I've been looking forward to since I originally saw the trailers um, late last year. Uh, I love Split. Mm-hmm. Um, I do need to watch Unbreakable, though. I've heard about it, and I, like, have an understanding of, like, more or less what happened. But, like, I've never actually seen the movie, and so I feel like it'll add a fair amount of context because this is, like, the culmination of the whole thing. Um, I really Mm -hmm. love Split. Uh, I like the, like, direction and sort of approach that um, they're taking with this movie and I think it's going to be dope. Like, I think it's going to be dope. I'm very interested to see, um, there's a lot to play with there. You know what I mean? So I think that like, like, like you said, like even them hinting at that little bit of like heroism aspect, like, I think that it'd be a really unique take on that. Not quite like Watchmen or anything like that, but like still something that we haven't seen before. It's not your cookie cutter, you know, uh, do-gooder versus, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's it's more yeah. complex than that. And I appreciate that because a lot of times life is not that black and white, you know? So, like, I, I appreciate when the art reflects that. So I, I think that it's going to be dope. Um, I think that it's going to be dope. Uh, hopefully it'll live up to the hype and I'll definitely um, have to update you on that, I guess, since you won't be <laughs> seeing it till, it till it comes out on DVD or whatever. So, But, you know, you, all right, so I'm going to make a quick point. Um, you can, of course, you know, expound upon it and just you know, give me a reply. But uh, after looking at the trailer and just thinking about it while you were just speaking, um, I really just think about what Kanye said on his last album. 
with his um mental disorder, bipolar disorder, and everything like that. Talking about that student or whatever. Um, Kevin, who is James McAvoy's character in this movie, has was it disassociative? Yeah, disassociative, disassociative identity disorder (DID), which is uh-huh. a more complex um, version of like, or what most people would believe is personality, but it's a lot more than that. Um, so I like that aspect of the movie and how they're just like, okay, what society may deem as a flaw mm-hmm. could actually, you know, be what makes you great, mm-hmm. which I think is very good and very, um, I think it's a, it's a great approach and that's a very small point, you know, a very, 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 um, small point for the uh, entire story, but I think it was really good how they incorporated that. Now, of course, to draw a comparison to Kanye West, I mean, it's very two different realms, but it's, I, I like that. I, I do like that about the movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's actually a really interesting point. I, I never even um, considered it, but, like, yeah, that's, like, definitely a thing he said about, like, him wanting to change the perception of, like, mental illness and like kind of remove the stigma he referred to his bipolar disorder as his superpower um and it's definitely an interesting thing that like a lot of times like um great artists great thinkers uh like they often have like a mental um like a mental illness that they battle with or or have to you know learn to overcome um in their journey and so like i definitely think that there's some inspiration to be found there um and then like even understanding uh understanding like the nature of some of the personalities that exist um within that one particular character you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. uh like there's so many different personalities and like people basically that exist I believe it's what twenty, twenty three. Yeah, something like that. Twenty three personalities. Yeah, different personalities that all like cohabitate within that body, and um, just seeing like some of their approaches to life and to like you know how to how to deal with other people and stuff like that. Um, like you know some are more compassionate and some are like it's a lot there. It's a lot there. Um. Yeah, I definitely think that's interesting. Definitely a lot to go into. I I agree with you. I definitely agree with you. Yeah. All right. Top five. Top five. All right. All righty. This probably was my favorite animated movie when I was a kid. Just because I had the toy and everything like that. I had both of them, but I mainly only cared about one. Uh, and it was just better. I mean, he was better. The other one was whack. So, Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4, and if y'all didn't know, or if Alex, you didn't know which, which toy I was talking about, Woody is the whack one, right? Oh, man. But Buzz was it, man. Like, he no, was it for me. That's I got really Buzz, crazy. I was like, well, I'm winning. What? What's crazy? really crazy, bro, because literally... Woody was my man when I was a kid, and I used to watch that movie. Man, I had the Woody dolls. I had the Woody outfit. 
I had the hat, the belt, all of that. I had everything. I had uh, uh, even bed sheets and stuff like that. I had like the same oh, bed sheets that, that they had in the in the movie on movie. Andy's bed. I had those. Oh. I had that comforter set. Woody was it, bro. And uh, my parents, they like make fun of me at like you know family gatherings or whatever all the time about how one time I came in their room and I told my dad that there was a cowboy under my bed. Woody was my man, bro. Woody was my man. Like, I loved Woody. <laughs> Woody was hilarious. Woody, Woody has to be like one of the funniest characters ever. Like Woody and Mr. Potato Head. Like, they're up there. I think that um, I, I respect that, but I'm gonna have to respectfully disagree with you. Uh, Buzz was just my man, bro. I I thought Woody like. <sighs> How I saw Buzz and Woody, I was like, okay, Buzz is a new kid. Like he's the new guy. Mm-hmm. And Buddy and Woody was just like, no. Like, <laughs> you don't deserve this. Like, get out of my forest or you know, that type of stuff. Like, get out of me swamp from from Shrek, bro. Right, like that's right, literally right. how I saw Woody was acting, bro. And I'm like, hold on, man. Like, you don't know you don't know him. Like he just got like, brought here. Right. He just got bought. Obviously, he's out of touch re- re- with reality because He's a new toy, so he doesn't know that he's a toy. But I think it's super serious. uh, Yeah, bro, just entirely too serious. Buzz was entirely too serious. But um, he just had a better design. I was never a a big um, fan for, like, cowboys and Indians or whatever. I was not a big fan of stuff like that when I was growing up. And the Space Ranger just looked dope. I mean, look at a cowboy versus look at the Space Ranger. Space Ranger, I thought going out of space was cool. I remember when I was, like, kindergarten, like, first grade, and they were like, what would you think? Like, if you could make a holiday, what would it be? Or commission a holiday for people to celebrate. And I was like, Neil Armstrong going on the moon. I still remember that to this day that that's what I want. That's what I thought should be a holiday. Us, you know, expectation in going into the, going into space and landing on the moon. So no conspiracies over here. We're just going to take it as is and just move forward. But uh, I just thought it was dope. He looked cool. He had the wings. I was like, bro, what do, you, what do you have to bring to the table, bro? At least Buzz has, like, full plastic legs. Woody, like, you literally, your knees are just, like, knit. You know? Like, I was like, what's going on with you, bro? So I, um, I just thought Buzz was a better character. But as far as the movie... I'm going to see it. Of course, I, I mean, I pretty much feel like I have to see it because I watched the first. But I'm not super excited about this. I feel like, and I, I'm, I'm saying that only because they made me wait 10 years for the third one, and it was trash. Oh, you I mean, it was like a good, three, three? It, it was a good movie, but it was not worth waiting 10 years for. You know how, like, last year you had Incredibles 2? Yeah, yeah. Made us wait eight, eight to ten years for that movie. Yeah, now that I was that very was thoroughly disappointed in. Oh, okay, we'll get into that in a second. But yeah. that was worth it for me. It was. It, it picked up right after the movie. It was okay. Now the la- the third act of the movie with all the different characters or whatever. That was a little bit much. Was like watered down. It didn't focus on the family at that point, but it made sense for the sake of the story. Mm-hmm. But that was worth it because it was. It was like, okay, I know what's going on. What happens next? 
Toy Story 3? What? Like, really? You don't, This is what you give me. Lots of hugging bear? Like, that's what you bring to me? <laughs> at, least you, at least in Toy Story 2, you had the, the collector trying to steal Woody. You know, he already had um, the horse and, gosh, what's the girl's name? Oh, redhead cowgirl. Jesse? Jesse, all right. And then you had the um the miner, the old miner dude who was pretty much like the one who wanted to go. Like that's what life was supposed to be like. Right, right. You know? That made sense as a follow up to Toy Story two Toy Story, the first one. And you didn't have to wait ten years for Toy Story two. Right. That Toy Story three to me was a disappointment. I get it the whole like, you know, sticking together and everything, but that was just a disappointment. And then the Ken doll, he was weird. I know Barbie's been in the movies and, you know, Bo Peep and the, I, it, I was just not feeling Toy Story 3. When I watched Toy Story 3, then they went to the to the um, daycare. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is like, As soon as they got to the daycare and Mr. Potato Head had to put his face on the tortilla, I was like, this is what. <laughs> that right there, you know what? That's the whole bit because I you saw I know you seen the trailer for the movie. Mm-hmm. That right there, that moment in that movie is the whole. That was the that point right there. That part of the movie determined whoever made Toy Story, who's going to make Toy Story four, or they like let them pull the trigger on Toy Story four with this spork. That's in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Teaser or whatever that thing is with the little googly eyes that you paste on it and the, um, the twine. That moment for Miss Potato Head gave way to this spork. <laughs> I get it. Kids are creative and they can, can create their own voice. But that, I was just, I wasn't feeling it. I was not feeling that movie at all. And then the the, the monkey was weird. It was, All of it was just weird. After, after they got to the daycare, it just it just got weird for me. It just got weird, and I just I just got turned off. So I'm gonna see Toy Story four because it picks up right at the end after they after Andy takes all of his toys to the um, the nice little girl at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. But this is it's okay. I'm 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 going to watch it. I'll probably wait until after opening weekend. I'm not seeing this opening on opening weekend. I don't even know why it's number five. I think it's because of like the the name, yes, the hype, and what the franchise is. But I would not put this in the. Five. I'll put it in top ten, but I wouldn't put it in a five at all. It's gonna be an all right movie for me. I think it's. I think a lot of people are gonna like it. I probably, if I if I'm, if I have to eat my words, because it's a really good movie. I will, and I'll do it in a recording as a recording for the movie, uh, reaction for the movie. But it's. I was disappointed with the last one. I don't have high expectations for this one. I mean, I can understand that. That makes sense. Um, I definitely think that Toy Story 3 was much better executed than Incredibles 2. Um, I don't think that it was terrible. I probably do need to watch it again just to, like, refresh myself about how I feel about it because, like, it was one of those things where it's, like, 
it brings back nostalgia. You know what I mean? Like seeing the old gang back together and like in a new perilous adventure. Like it was. But you know, when it first came out, I watched it twice. Oh, you did? I didn't watch it in the theater, but I've seen the movie twice. I saw, I think, gosh, I saw it when it came out on DVD or after it was after it released from the movies. Uh, so I, I saw the theatrical release and then I saw it on like DVD or television or something. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this ain't working for me. Yeah, I only it's saw it not once. Working. I only saw it once, but um, I definitely want to like the give best it another shot. You said the best characters too. I mean, my favorite characters in the movies are the aliens at this point. <laughs> the oh, you know, what I'm saying it's just right, right. it's just fun. The characters are just ridiculous, but. Go ahead, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just I, I want to check it out. Um. Check out the third one again. Uh. Just to kind of refresh myself about how I feel about it. Um. I definitely wasn't expecting a four. It shocked me when they announced a while back that that's mm-hmm. what they were gonna do. Um. Right. Because to me, like three could have been an ending. Like I, I'd have been fine with that. Like it seemed like I definitely thought. Um, so it'll be interesting. I mean, I hope that they do it justice, and I hope that it's not a repeat of what The Incredibles two was because I'm so serious. I was thoroughly disappointed in that movie. Please but, expound upon that. Man. What, what man, was going on? What was wrong with those two? I did not need to wait that long for that, bro. Like the plot was just such a letdown. Like. It was not interesting. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't a lot going on. It was pretty, like, predictable. Um, hmm. They tried to do the little plot twist with the whole, like, mind control thing or whatever. Like, but you could kind of really see it coming. Like, it was just very, I don't know. Like, it, it like, much ado. And then, like, Definitely the best um the best thing in the movie was Jack Jack for sure. Jack Jack mm-hmm. I need to see like adult Jack Jack or like teenage Jack Jack. Like because that kid got the juice for sure. Um but like <laughs> overall like it just wasn't like I was just unimpressed, you know? Like I was just unimpressed, like I was like, wow, I waited all this time and this is what I got. Like, I'm like, <laughs> can I return like it? Who, can I get something back? Like, can like I get after, the like GameStop store credit or something? Like, yeah, you <laughs> some shoes forever. Do you get them? you just like, is this yeah, really like, what you It looks so much better in the concept pictures. Like, what happens to the right. quality? Like, uh, I think that okay. I see your point. I see your point. I think if anything, I think they should have aged them, right? And yeah. they did like in the first two. In the first two acts, follow up what happened with the Underminer at the end of the first movie, and then give us Violet going to college or a freshman year of college, and, and Dash being. A junior or a senior in high school, right? And Jack, Jack in like middle school. You know, like how these kids dealt with growing up with these powers in a non-superhero world. 
You know, give us something like that. I think that would have been a dope concept. Also, I think it would have been cool if you incorporated or had Frozone have a kid. Mm -hmm. Because I like the Incredible Family, but I don't think Frozone should be the only one who's not a member of the Incredible Family who happen to be a mainstay in this in this franchise or another super. Like, I just really think that... Like, I, see, I know they brought the other supers at the end, but if you had Frozone have his family or have a child or whatever, and that, that kid be friends with Dash or be the same age as Jack-Jack or mm-hmm. something, you know? Like, could you imagine if Jack-Jack, that scene with Jack-Jack in that movie? Right. There was another baby there? Yeah, that could really be dope. Like, it could really be, like, a nice little duo, you know what I mean? Duo, yeah, dog. Like, of course... The, the 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 attention wouldn't have been solely on Jack Jack, which wouldn't have been a problem. But imagine if Jack Jack and another baby were going after that raccoon. That raccoon would that be raccoon. in trouble. Okay, you know, <laughs> I would not like, be him. Yeah, imagine if the other baby, because I know Fro- you know Frozone with the moisture and the snow and the ice, he can manipulate water. So one of the baby's powers are like taken to a whole nother level and he can just control atmospheric pressure or the weather or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. That goes like kind of coincide with what Frozone had. But it doesn't but doesn't necessarily have to, because what does it care? Like electri- electricity powers, like just an element, because Frozone has an element of water where you can control that element. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to, because Jack Jack has powers that none of them have. So I think, if anything, I think more inclusion from Frozone's, Frozone's family would have been good. Letting them grow up, man. Yeah. Because that, that movie literally took place minutes after, and I get your, I agree with your point. I get your gripe of, I waited 10 years for that. For you to pick it up right after. And in certain, in certain aspects, it wasn't as exciting. Now, I think it was a good movie. It wasn't the best animated movie of last year. It was not, definitely not. But, I mean, it was solid. It was solid. Okay. All righty. We're moving up. Number four. Number four. Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I'm a theorist. After you come back, after you say your piece, I'm going to come back with my theory for this movie. I'm I'm pretty excited. Um from what I've seen of like the trailers, I think it's going to be dope. I really love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Like I think he really embodies the essence of like the playful nature, but like still having that slight like nerdy aspect to him. Like I think I think they really nailed it with casting um and that mm-hmm. he's definitely a gem. Uh I know like in Avengers everybody was definitely sad to see him go. Like man, I wasn't all right, well, you know, the thing about you, you're one of those dudes that's like, if everybody's with it, like, you're going to at least question it, if not be against. So, like, I can see that from oh you. My God. <laughs> I can wow. definitely see that from you. Um, but, like, I know I got a little choked up. I ain't even going to hold you, bro. I got a little choked up when, uh, when you know, he wasn't feeling so good, you know? Um I was like, man, man not my man, Spider Man, bro. Like, uh, oh man, how could you say <laughs> he such was a thing? taking forever? He was taking forever, 
I was mad. Come on, we talked about this. I was mad when they let um when they let Black Panther die when Wanda faded away and Doctor Strange. I was like, whoa, bro. Hmm. I was like, y'all really gonna get rid of them? And then you have Peter. Like, yeah. really? You just got introduced. Come on. Calm down. But, like, I mean, he definitely, like, the type of character that he is, like, it was easy for him to kind of work his way into, like, the hearts and minds of the people. You know what I mean? Like, and, like, I think that um, I, I like I like the Spider-Man movie, the actual movie. Um, Far from our homecoming. Yeah, homecoming. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I thought it was I thought it was dope. Um, and yeah, I think that this will also be dope. Um, I'm not as familiar with like necessarily what what story arc they're going with here. Um, I know that uh, the villains include. Mm-mm. How do you say his name? Mis- Mister, is it? Yeah, him and then uh, the water, the water guy. I forget his name. Also, but like that water guy is criminally underrated. Like, and not because he's a criminal, but like literally, that's one of the dopest powers ever conceived in all of like superheroes. Ever like, there is so much that could really be done with that like power. What's a character like that? Yeah, man. Like, and I just think that it's unfortunate that like he's so minor in the grand scheme. Like, I doubt that the character will get the love that it deserves, even from like a even from like a comic sense of just like like. Abilities, you know what I mean? Not even necessarily like, is this a character with depth? Is this a great actor? Did we feel nah? Like, I'm just talking, you know, straight abilities, powers. Like, what can you do? What do you bring to the table? Like, I think that mm-hmm. having that power is so dope. And I really wish somebody would make a hero with that power and really investigate the full capacities of what somebody comprised of water could really do. Cause, like, that's incredible. But go ahead, bro. All right. So I'm gonna tell you what I think this movie how I think the movie's gonna fare. I, obviously I think it's gonna blow up. Like it's gonna be crazy good. Like it's gonna be a very good movie. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, Tom Holland is the best Peter Parker. No questions asked. Like if I were to rank the three, there are aspects from Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man that were great. There were aspects from Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, from The Amazing Spider-Man, that were all equally as great in their own right. But as far as, if it was from a uh, rating from 1 to 10, or rating from 0 to 100, the actor who has portrayed this character, being 100 being perfection, pretty much Spider-Man straight off the comic book strips, mm-hmm. or the panels of a comic book, Tom Holland is the closest to that. Now, is his closest 98? Probably not. But his closest is at at least close to a 90, if not more than a 90. So I think Tom Holland is absolutely amazing as an actor. I can't wait to see what he does. I continue. I 
I really hope that he stays as Spider-Man for a long time as Peter Parker. But Spider-Man Homecoming isn't even the best Spider-Man movie, in my opinion. It's Far From Home is going to be a good movie. But in my opinion, based off of what I have seen, I watched all three Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. I watched both Sp- Amazing Spider-Man movies with Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. I watched Spider-Man Homecoming. I'm going to watch Spider-Man Far From Home. But the best one was Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse. That's a... Bar none. Like, Man, I, messed up. Was an I still have not seen it. It was an animated movie, so it's in a different... If you see it in a different light, mm-hmm. but that automatically, even if you compare it to the, to, to the live-action Spider-Man movies, it's top two for me. Easily. Easily. It's better than both Amazing Spider-Mans. It's better than Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 3. In mm-hmm. my opinion, it's better than Spider-Man Homecoming. It's just debatable if it's better than Spider-Man 2 with a Dr. Octopus. Mm-hmm. It's just debatable. But that movie was just all... I, I felt like I was watching a comic book movie. Like literally watching a live comic. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard completely such different great things about it. I definitely got to see it. And the only reason I said it earlier in this list, Alex, I said I would see Lion King twice. Mm-hmm. I saw Spider-Man three times. Wow. Never have I went to see a movie. In all of my years seeing a movie, up, up pretty much since birth, have I went back to see a movie more than two times. Ever. Sure. I think most of the time I usually just give it a one go and I, and I leave. I saw Avengers Infinity War in the movie theaters one time. Now, I've seen it ever since it put on Netflix, like 12, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's a long movie, but I, 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 I'm, I'm huge into comic books. I'm a nerd, and I, and I love movies. Mm-hmm. But Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, automatic top two. In my opinion, best Spider-Man movie ever. Yeah, I've my heard theory, a lot of people say that. You know I got the Spider-Man ones, so you know uh-huh. I was ready. Like when that movie came out, that's like the, the the next like I think it was like Monday or something like that. The movie came out on Thursday. The Monday, my shoes came. I was stupid hyped. When I went to go see it with my girlfriend, I don't think I had my vinyl to protect the icy soles, but whatever. Um, I wore it. The most recent time I went to see the movie, I wore the shoes. I just felt like I was just like, bro, I don't know. I'm fanboying out right now, but I got to wear these shoes to this movie. So now I've never been one for like dressing up, wearing like the character on my shirt or whatever. Like, I respect people that do that. That's just not my style. Right. With these shoes, with this character, I was like, oh, I got to do it. Yeah. But, represent. And then my son, my son being biracial, you know, Peruvian and black, obviously Miles Puerto Rican and black, it's. He really like this is this is something this is what I talked about. Representation matters, you know. Mm-hmm. This is a character that he grew up believing he is exactly like. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So but no, that movie was dope. As far as Far From Home, I have a theory that I actually read about it. But what I read before I get into my theory, what I read was this movie takes place before the snap. Now, I know they said this movie is going to take place minutes after Endgame. But I think it was on Reddit or somewhere else. They said, what if this 
movie and him going overseas and everything like that, when Spider-Man shows up in Avengers Infinity War, he said he was on his way to, I don't know if he was on his way to or way from, like on his way back from a field trip. He said it very briefly when he was fighting Call Obsidian in the park with Mr. Stark, with Mm -hmm. Tony Stark. So, they were just like, what if this takes place at this time? You know? Yeah. What if this takes place, what if they, like, undo everything in Endgame up until that point? Or revert it back? Because everyone's here. You know what I'm saying? Maria Hill, Samuel R. and Nick Fury both got dusted in Infinity Infinity War. Excuse me. But they're both in this movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Spider-Man, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be a dope movie. I really think I think it's going to be better than Homecoming. And I theorize that everything that we've been shown in this trailer is nothing more than like the first 20 minutes of this movie. I know about Mysterio mm-hmm. as a character. Mysterio starts out portraying himself as if he's a hero. That's true. Yeah, it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. Exactly. It's a lot of smoke and mirrors. That's exactly what it looks like in this trailer. Exactly. Like, almost to a T. Wow. Him showing up, fighting. Because I really think, in my opinion, I think the the sand or rock person, a lot of people call it like Sandman. I know a lot of people on YouTube are saying it's the Elementals, which um, have four different powers. Power of air, Fire, water, and um, earth. Mm. Magnum is the one for earth. Hydro, or not hydro. Uh, it's, it's a woman, actually, that can control water. But Hydro Man is the Spider-Man character that can control water. Right, so yeah. They're going to be combined. Retcon, so to speak, is to be one character. Um, they didn't say show anything for air, but you do briefly see um, a thunder like a thundercloud and a lightning strike. But if you look in that, if you freeze that in the trailer, you actually see something to the left above the bridge floating. It looks like Mysterio with his cape. So I think just like, because I played the original Spider-Man game, like PlayStation 1 Spider-Man game. Right, right, right. And Mysterio had these constructs that he created using these visual effects, now probably have something to do with science and visual effects in this movie for the sake of not just making it visual effects. But he's cre- I feel as if he's creating these anomalies with these, these, um, st- these instances so therefore he can be portrayed as a villain. Why? Mm-hmm. hardly ever shows his face. He always had the fishbowl on. So I'm just like, why is he showing his face? That's peculiar to me. So I think he's trying to portray himself like a like a a hero and use whatever he has, whether it be scientific based, technologically based, or visual effects based, mm-hmm. to portray himself as a hero. Obviously Spider Man 
steps in, something happens where Mysterio is like, you need to get out of here. And Spider-Man's like, dude, I've never heard of you or whatever like that before. Something malfunctions, and then Spider-Man figures it out. He's a good detective. Mm-hmm. You know, he goes, he's good. He's good. At, he has a lot of good detective skills. So, obviously, I think Mysterio is going to be the big bad. I really do. I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility. I don't think. I don't one hundred percent agree that this will take place at the same time or during or red, red, just backtracking on Infinity War or anything like that, or even prior to Infinity War. Mm-hmm. I can't be committal to that. But I do think that Mysterio is going to be the big baddie. I can't do anything, but I can't believe anything but that. But if you think about it, too, we talked about this on just in one of our conversations previously, like months ago. Sony wanted a Sinister Six movie. That's what they teased at the end of Spider- Amazing Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. Right now, as it speaks, Spider-Man that's being shared between Sony and Marvel have four, if not five, characters. The Sinister Six just needs to be composed of six characters. And Marvel said, if the, if they were to ever do that, they also said the villains that they, they are going to use will not have shown up in any of the prior Spider-Man iterations. Yeah, so, okay, so yeah, that, that like adds a little context to it as well. So... First movie was Vulture. We had Shocker, who played a minor, minor role, but he was still there. Mm-hmm. You had um, Vulture, Shocker, the Tinkerer, who was the dude that was making everything, using the Chitauri, um t- technology. Mm-hmm. And at the very end of that movie, went the, the post credit scene, you had Matt Gargan, who plays Scorpion. Mm-hmm. That's four in the first movie. Now yeah. you have Mysterio. You just need one more person. And then you have a Sinister Six. Right, yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, so is Rhino the only one missing? Rhino was depicted in Amazing Spider-Man 2. That's right. That's so they're not trying to use that. Green Goblin was depicted in both. Yeah, great. Electro has been depicted already. Dr. Octopus has been depicted already. Yeah, and so Venom he, and Sandman have been depicted already. Yeah. And the Lizard. But he has such a big rose gallery of villains. Right. They could use pretty much anybody. You know, like they can use a lot of different people. Now, those are the mainstays. But, um, I mean, Hobgoblin hasn't right, been yeah. Well, he's still a goblin, but he's not the same. Green Goblin. Yeah. Um, Who's another one, yo? I know that. I know that Venom. They haven't used Carnage, which he wasn't in any any movie. But you, you they're saying that he's gonna be used with, with Venom too. With the Venom, yeah, the Venom series. Are, are they planning to um to mix those it's at some point? Written. Comic book cast on YouTube. I love him. Like he's a very dope dude. I, I'm subscribed to him on YouTube. He um he actually made a video about that recently. He said Sony 
after five movies, they can do what they want. After five movies where Super where Spider Man has been shared with Marvel, they can pretty much almost do what they want. So Spider Man was introduced in Civil War. Right. Yeah, so this he had is his own movie. Coming up on he This is five. Yeah. Civil War, Homecoming, Infinity War, Endgame, Far From Home. Yeah. In like two to three years, he's been in five movies. Yeah, so cameos is more Yeah, so they're just like, well, technically he could go back to Sony and they just do what they want to do without Marvel's influence at all. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think would be a smart idea, but Yeah, I feel like they have like uh like like there's a benefit in keeping the MCU together, you know what I mean? Like well, Sony still owns it, though. That's why they're making the Ven- that's why they made the Venom movie aside from Marvel. That's why they made they're they're making Morbius, the Living Vampire, with Jerry Leto, who's one of the villains of Spider Man. He's not they're, those two characters, those two movies are not connected to the MCU because unless Sony Sony has to put out a Spider-Man related movie or a Spider-Man movie once every two to three years. If they don't do that, then the rights revert back to Marvel. Okay. So if they, that's why they have to. So they have to put out, so they were to solely make it with Marvel. I don't know if that would completely nullify the old contract or the original contract with the Spider-Man characters. Mm Mm-hmm. So they have to put something out unless it and then um, unless it will just go right back. I watched a YouTube video on that recently because Iron Man was a, a part of that case. Iron Man was sold. The company that the Iron Man rights, movie rights were sold to never made a movie. So they just went right back to Marvel. Hmm. The Fantastic Four, the original Fantastic Four, not talking about early 2000s Fantastic Four, I'm talking about a movie that was supposed to be made in like the 80s of the Fantastic Four. They made the movie, never released it. Rights went back to Marvel. But the end of the um, mid-1990s, early, or mid-1990s, early, mid to late-1990s, the Marvel was losing money. Comic book movies were not selling. Yeah. So they had to sell off the rights. So that's where everything, that's why a lot, a lot of things are different companies. Universal bought Hulk, mm-hmm. Namor, and their villains. But Spider Man was sold to Sony for $7.25 million, I believe. But. The original deal that Marvel had offered was that for $25 million. No, no, no. It was almost $20 million. It wasn't even full 20 It was 14 Yeah, so 20, $21 $25 million. Marvel would have sold Spider-Man, Thor, Black Panther, and Iron Man to Sony wow. for $21 million. Wow. So they didn't take thing. it. They were just like, right. But they didn't take it. They were just like, nah, we're good. We just want Spider-Man. 
Black Widow was originally going to be sold to somebody else. But they were like, no, we don't think a female-led superhero movie is going to do good. Obviously, we see what happened with Wonder Woman. Right. Which is the main reason that they're making the Black Widow movie. I mean, it's not the whole reason because there's a huge following for Black Widow. She's a really cool character. Mm-hmm. But that's shown you that it can work. Right. You know? So that's why with all the characters that are coming over from Fox with this Marvel Disney, with this Marvel Fox deal, or Disney Fox deal rather, they're about to gain so many characters. Yeah. They're getting the Fantastic Four back. They're getting the X-Men back. They're getting Doctor Doom back. They're getting all the villains of the X-Men back. They're getting the villains of the Fantastic Four back. But Universal still owns the distribution rights to the Hulk, not the filming rights. Hmm. Filming rights can be made by Marvel, but the distribution rights have to be Universal. So that's why he's a background player in their movies and not the mainstay. Also, I mean, we know what we know what Doc what what Hulk is. You know, it's not like we need our own Hulk movie. Mm-hmm. Unless you were to adapt a War Hulk, you don't need anything else. Yeah, cinematically speaking, I mean, he has he has great comics and everything, but you don't need much else. But, but Namor is what a lot of people are asking for because they're just like, okay, well, Aquaman did well, which Namor came before Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. Just like Aquaman is like came. a copy. Yeah, but the Flash came before Quicksilver. Solomon Grundy came before Hulk. Um, Mister Fantastic came before a Plastic Man or Elongated Man. Wait, wait, wait! Grundy came before. Hulk, or was yeah, it the other way around? It's based off of Grundy. I thought it was the other way around. I thought that Grundy was like based off of the Hulk. Based off of Grundy, they just changed instead of Grundy being undead, they changed it to Hulk is getting mad. And the reason, because they actually were supposed to make the Hulk gray on the screen, on like the panels of the comic book, but it wasn't showing up well. So they mm-hmm. need something that would stand out. So that's why they made him green. Grundy came first. Wow. I did not know yeah. that. I thought it was the other way around. Grundy came first. Which is crazy. I mean, it didn't even come that far between one another. It's like mm-hmm. two to four years or something like that. But Grundy came first. But um, a lot of people are clamoring for Namor because he's the original Atlantean in the comics. Right. But some of those rights are still owned by Universal, so now you have to work it in. Right. A lot of people think that Namor may become a villain or a supporting character in Black Panther. Not Black Panther 2, but one of the Black Panther movies because he and Black Panther had a huge problem. Like so much so that he flooded Wakanda huge. Oh, wow. Yeah. But that's yeah, right. Far From Home is going to be a good movie. I really got off on a tangent now, but number three, December 20th, Star Wars, episode nine. 
It's going to be real with you, man. You know I'm a huge Star Wars buff. Right. I've watched Star Wars pretty much since I could watch TV. Like, I just love Star Wars. I, I watched the original trilogy when I was a kid. Thought it was really cool. But I didn't know what was going on, really. I really was aware of what was going on when the prequels came out. So I went back and watched the original trilogy. So I was like, wow, this is just dope. Like, all around, just fire. All the way. Mm-hmm. Disney bought the Mar- the rights to Lucasfilm. That changed a lot of things. Episode 7 was cool. Episode 8, not so much. I think episode 8 was like, whoa, what are you doing? It was, a, honestly, granted, it was new. So mm-hmm. I think that's where my frustration came from. But I wasn't up in arms like some people. Like, oh my God, what would you do? I think my, my biggest gripe about the movie was the fact that you killed Snoke. I was like, why are you going to kill Snoke? He was set up to be this big, ominous presence. Right. And he just, just get got like that. Like, wow. Like, he's going to use the force. Pew! This, this lightsaber, and then that'd be it? Right. Out of this big, he's been around since before the Republic. You just made him out to be the man. And he just get he he dies and gets murdered that easily. <laughs> that was very disappointing for me. Kylo Ren, I think he's dope. He's new. I like flawed characters because it gives you depth. I can't stand Ray because I just think that Ray is just too good. It's the same reason I hate Spider Man or not Spider Man, but I, I really just dislike Superman. But I really like Superboy. That's what- which Superboy is a clone, you know? Right, right, right. But he doesn't have all the powers. He's got some limits. Powers, and he has like different personality traits. He's almost like a different person. Right. And flawed. Flawed characters, just like villains. That's why a lot of people want like villain movies or like movies that focus more so on the other side because they don't get that perspective a lot. Mm-hmm. More like so, anti-heroes and things like that. Yeah, like. Like the Punisher, you know? Right. Like the Punisher Yo. series is crazy. Have you seen the second but series? I'm not done with it. I'm Yo, not done I'm with up it. Up to the last episode. That joint is nuts. It's hands down the best like of those series that they've done. Hands down. Second is Daredevil. See, but Punisher is an easy number one, bro. I need to, I need to finish it. But yeah. I watched the last season of Daredevil. Daredevil was good, but Punisher has that ruggedness to it. He's it got has that, that edge, bro. He's not soft. It's like, yeah, it's it's not like a smooth like liar. So we think about a, like a slab of marble, right? Mm-hmm. Smooth, right, right. No, is like chipped off, right, broken, right. perfect. You know, and I get that's what they're doing with Kylo Ren for the Star Wars trilogy, mm-hmm. but I just want to see what's going to happen. I really hope. I literally want Ray to die. Like I just, I just do. I think her character has <laughs> oh, purpose. I don't think that she needs to stay around anymore. I really do not, because you're making, uh, uh, you're making room for all the new characters. I get that, but Ray doesn't have depth. She doesn't have a, a good story arc. She's not compelling to me. Yeah, she's just Leia like, was compelling to me. Yeah, you know, 
Um, She's kind of like girl Anakin with like Obi Wan's temperament. It's I I don't know. I think it's because they they changed how difficult it should be to connect with the Force for her. I think that's what it is. It's not because it's definitely not because she's a woman. Because I think she's the representation is is definitely needed, but she is so green. Next, so you're telling me someone grew up because her character looks like she's about twenty something, tw- early twenties. You're telling me someone grew up their entire life not being exposed to one thing with the Force, and all they have to do after fighting someone who has the Force within them, within their bloodline, the grandson of Darth Vader, right? She just best him after the first time, right? Of yeah, picking- yeah. Not picking up a lightsaber, force pulling a lightsaber out of the snow. <laughs> you think that's believable? Yeah. I also think that you think that I'm going to be convinced. Now, my opinion means nothing because I'm not a film critic, but you think that it's just gonna it can just be that easy? Yeah. When the Jedi Council rejected Anakin for being too young or too old. Mm. And young man wasn't even fifteen years old, but someone who's in their twenties can best someone who has the that switch right. the roles. All of that if training, Ray, all of that, Ray, you know what I mean? Ray, time spent. If Ray, if Ray was um, Kylo, was Ray? Who's the gender? I still don't think that Kylo should win. Yeah. Like, no, absolutely not. I do not believe so. Kylo was Luke's nephew, Vader's grandson. Now, we might just give you, you know, too much credit because of your bloodline, whatever. But you were in his Jedi temple. You were a part of Luke's new Jedi school. I know that you aren't just going to be bested by a stormtrooper that picks up a lightsaber. Because you know how I know that? Because I saw it. <laughs> Finn picked up the lightsaber, which was a huge misdirection, a very big disappointment for me. But Finn picked up the lightsaber, right? And his whole spine got fried. Yeah. Really. I yeah. I, I just wasn't. And with episode nine, I'm gonna watch it. Am I going to see it over the weekend? They're really going to have to have some great marketing for it. Or, like, the trailer is going to have to be so good, like how Episode 7 was. Episode 7's marketing was very good. Didn't give you too much. And you left out of the movie like, whoa. Even though it was almost like a shot-for-shot remake or retelling of Episode 4. But I'm going to see it. Am I going to see it over the weekend? No. Am I super ecstatic about it? No. Yeah. Yeah, I concur. I'm definitely going to see it. Um, I've been kind of underwhelmed by, like, some of the repeated ideas, I guess. Like, it's literally, like, they took the template of, of episode four for, what was that, seven? For A New a new yeah. Hope, basically, like, same, same thing. It was episode seven. Right, yeah, yeah. A New, new Hope, like. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so, like, 
I was kind of disappointed in that. Like, I feel like this is Star Wars, man. Like, literally, like, okay, George Lucas is one of the greatest minds, like, ever in terms of just, like, creativity um, for a lot of reasons. Like, he's he's created a lot of really amazing worlds and, like, you know, uh, cinematic and literary universes. But, like, to create an idea that's so comprehensive and so big that, like, people grow up reading it and then they adapt their own stories to add into yours. That's phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what he's done. We can look at all of the different um, cartoons that have come from it. Uh, There's been several animated series that have come from it. All of the different Mm -hmm. video games. There's making the series for Disney play or Disney plus. Yeah. Like um, they've got, They've got plenty of graphic novels and, like, actual novels as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they've got a lot in this universe. You know what I'm saying? So there's so many stories to be told, you know? And I don't understand why, with all of that, they decided to retell the same one. So I hope that it's not more the same. I, I did at least like that in uh, Episode 8, there were some like, kind of unique, you know, ideas where, like, um, for instance, Luke was projecting his his essence that whole time in that fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought that was kind of dope. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, like, that, that, was, really that was a nice cool. plot twist. Like, yeah. Like, that, that kept us on our toes. Like, I need more of that. I need more, you know, creativity. Like, don't keep giving me the same stuff over and over again. I watched those movies as a child. You know what I mean? Like they've been out forever. Like we don't need to. We don't mm. need to. You know, like this what was already done. Yeah. Now, one thing I want to ask is, how do you feel about these Star Wars stories that have that have come up? There's been like what, like three Rogue, so far. Rogue One was. Was I thought it was two. Rogue One, and then you had Han Solo. Solo. Okay. Yeah. So so two. So um, Rogue One was okay. Um, best part of the movie was when Vader went ham at the end because it finally showed you what Vader was able to do when he wasn't old. Right, right. Um, and he was in the suit. So I think that was very good, that part of the movie. Uh, I think it was good for the the story of Rogue One to expound upon what else goes on outside of people who wield star or star lightsabers. Right. So it was it was not bad and showing a character that's force sensitive but wasn't a Jedi um with the staff and he was blind. I mean that was that was very good. That was mm-hmm. a good good aspect thing that you brought to the um Star Wars universe. Han Solo I knew it was gonna be trash when I saw it. And or I actually you know what I knew it was gonna be trash when it did all those reshoots. It was just like bad. I was like, "How do you reshoot a movie for this long and expect for it to do good?" Like, I I just really just the same way I feel about um, New Mutants, the one mm-hmm. of the X Men movies. They're saying that might just go straight to Disney Play oh, or wow. Disney. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a trajectory that movies show you if they're going to be successful, and if they're not even successful with the filming, it's not going to be successful at the box office. So. But I think it was all right. Uh, from what I hear, Solo was okay. 
Lando with, of course, Donald Glover, which yeah. was also Simba. Um, with Lando, I heard was was really good in the movie. I saw. Did you see? Did you see Holt Solo? Yeah, I watched it. I watched it. So I I I, used, I actually saw the um YouTube, uh, YouTube clip of Darth Maul. I thought that was really dope. So I was like, bro, he literally didn't die because they retconned that on Clone Wars, and he also showed up in Rebels. So where is he? So mm-hmm. I thought it was very good to include him. Uh, it was really cool to show him older with the mechanical legs and with the partial Inquisitor type of lightsaber. I think it was just really cool to see that. Mm-hmm. I think they need to stop after episode nine. Like, give it like three years before you release anything. They come out with the Mandalorian series on Disney Plus, but don't give us anything else. Just keep it how it is. Like, Mandalorian, if you want to bring back another season of Rebels, if it's not already done or concluded, that's fine. As far as another movie, do not come out with a Star Wars story one year and an episode the next year. That's 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 watering it down. I equate it almost to like Ultra Boost. Ultra Boost came out, fire. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted them. They were selling like crazy and reselling like crazy. Mm-hmm. Adidas saw that, started producing more. Still a demand for it. Now you're coming out with all these different colorways, these collaborations, these special editions, these limited editions, all these different types of variant variations of the same thing. And we see what happened last year, 2018, with Adidas. Slows it down. You water, you water down the market. That's it's right. not much demand for it because it's all, it's always going to be there. Yeah. But the question so, is, do you think they'll leave that cash on the table? Because I can't see them doing it. No, no, no. They're not going to leave cash on the table like that. They might. This is my prediction. This is what I hope they do. But they'll probably just keep pushing them out. But eventually, this is for a new generation. If you push them out like that, it's for a new generation. Just how people thought who grew up with the original trilogy and saw the prequels, they were just like, oh, yeah, no, they were like, nah, generation. right, right. That's exactly how this new trilogy or the trilogies after may be. People who grew up with the prequels and the original trilogy who watched this trilogy, 789, are going to think, okay, 789 is more after 2005, 2010. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, it's gonna be an okay movie. I think it's gonna make a ton of money. I mean, it's a Star Wars movie; like, it's an episode. It's gonna make a ton of money, but I don't honestly, I don't know if it's gonna make as much as Episode Seven because it was such a long time between right, Episode between, yeah. Three and Episode Seven. So I don't know if it's gonna make that much money. It may worldwide, but I don't think it's gonna have such a huge boom on like the opening weekend or the premiere weekend. Right. Um, all right, next. Top two. Right? So we're so we're going back number three with Star Wars, four Spider Man, five Star Toy Story, six Glass, seven Lion King, eight Aladdin, nine Dumbo, ten Joker. Top two. March eighth, Captain Marvel. What you think? Marvel. Um, I think I think it's gonna be exciting, man. I think it's gonna be exciting. Um, uh, one thing that we've mentioned a couple of times is representation, and here we're seeing um, a like woman lead role in a superhero movie. Which um, I guess the first 
example that we had of this was Wonder Woman, um, which yeah. did very well. Um, it was it was a dope movie. It was a dope movie. I definitely don't prefer the world of DC, I guess, um, and their approach to like their superhero movies. I'm not much of a fan of, but all in all, it was dope. Like uh, the story was good, um, especially how like it captured an older time, and you know uh, the shots were beautiful. You know. Um, like putting together the whole like Amazon thing, like they they did that well. You know what I'm saying? They did that well. They made it look beautiful. The armor was amazing. Like it, it was dope. It was dope. And like we see that it can succeed. Um, we're seeing opportunities for different groups of people that have been um, kind of put as more support roles. You know, people of color, women. Um, getting chances to lead and getting chances to prove that they can not only, you know, keep up, but like thrive in the box office. And so like, that's just opening a door for more stories to be told. There's, you know, kids in, in school, high school, college, even kids in kindergarten now that are going to be able to write beautiful stories and tell new stories about, you know, aspects of the human experience because of these, um, you know, like pivotal moments that we're having now. And um, all that being said, man, I think it's going to be dope. Um, Captain Marvel is definitely one of the like strongest um, heroes in all of, you know, Marvel. And um, like, that's a crazy power set. That's a crazy power set right there. Um, So like, again, like we're seeing something that's, uh, got like a vintage feel to it. Um, uh, I think that it's gonna be done well, man. Marvel has has really like found their stride. They know what they're doing when it comes to making these movies, uh, and it doesn't really matter the tone. You know what I mean? Like they found the way to like add that that humor that they that they do, and like still right. have something that's serious, still have something that's edgy, still have something that yeah. like plays on your heartstrings when it needs to like they have been at this game for some years now and they mastered it you know what i'm saying they yeah so i expect big things from it like i definitely like it's well deserved at a number two spot and it's definitely going to smash the box office and set a a gang of records so i'm I'm looking forward to it it's going to be crazy like is going to be absolutely crazy. When I saw this trailer for the first time, or I got the, I saw the leaked images from the set photos and everything, I was like, this movie is about to be bananas. Like, it's just going to be stupid. I'm super hyped for it. I'm going to see it on opening weekend. Love, love, love the fact that Captain Marvel is finally coming to the MCU, finally being show, showcased the way that she should be. She, Like you said, she is one of the strongest characters in Marvel, right? Like, bar none. Like, it's it's crazy how strong she is. I, for one, hope that they have a throwdown between Thor, Captain Marvel, and Thanos. Like that right there would literally just make me almost tear up because I know that would be an ass whooping that Thanos is not ready for. Because mm. Thor got him with that accent in Infinity War. 
Yeah. So with him and his anger and frustration that you destroyed all of his people, also his power has just continued to grow and his presence has become, continued to grow ever since Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Combine that with Captain Marvel who pretty much can do equally as strong thing as, as Thor. Absolutely phenomenal. I already bought um, the Pop Funko for this movie. Oh, wow. The little Pop. Yeah. I already bought it. I bought Verse, which is the green and black suit, which um, is what they call her, what the Star Force team calls her, because her dog tags were broken off, and Vers V-E-R-S, from Carol Danvers, mm. was all that was left. That was her code name. That's what they called her. Um, my girl, I bought my girlfriend, Captain Marvel, in the um, red and blue suit. I love the fact that they included binary, too. Because binary is when she's glowing. Her mm-hmm. eyes are glowing and her hair is like on fire almost. Right, right. Like pretty much the phoenix should have been depicted in certain cases. Right. That's the depicted binary. But um, it's just going to be dope. It's going to be real cool. I'm all for it. I really think that Goose the cat is going to play a major role. Because technically speaking, his name was Chewy after Chewbacca mm-hmm. in the comic books. Oh, yeah. But obviously with... Um, they take they've taken a lot of influence from Top Gun. Yeah. If you, if you couldn't already see with the um fighter pilots and her partner uh, Monica Rambo. Right. Her actual name is Photon, which is the call sign. It's her call sign in the movie, but for her daughter Maria Rambo, she becomes almost like a Captain Marvel in her own right with like similar power sets and her mm-hmm. name is Photon. So that's a a nice little Easter egg they put in there with the mom as her call sign, but it's just gonna be dope, man. But Goose, Goose is that cat is not a cat. Like I don't know if anybody's listening to this. I don't know if you, Alex, know about Goose or Chewy as he's formerly known as, but that cat is not an actual cat. I don't know if you want me to spoil that for you or you just leave that up until you watch the movie. But that cat is um, pretty serious. Yeah, I say, I say, uh, leave them with that. Leave them with that. Let let their minds, let their inquiring minds wander. You know, <laughs> but um, this movie's gonna be dope. Like I just, I love it. It's real cool. And I wonder where the technology is gonna go with the de aging because now they're scanning all of these actors and actresses' faces before they even age. Really, um, in Hollywood, especially with Marvel and Disney. So, because they did it with um, Donald Glover with Star Wars hope uh, solo story so they can use your likeness later on if you pass on or you're older but they want to de-age you for a role so to speak and that's uh-huh. what they did with Samuel Jackson Samuel Jackson obviously is an older gentleman so they use some liberties right. but he's younger in this movie Agent Coulson is younger in right. this movie and that's all due to de-aging um, technology. So I think it's going to be a really good movie. It does come out the month before Endgame, which a few people I've read are a little concerned about that because they're just like, okay, because this comes out March 8th. April is when an Endgame comes out. So they're like, okay, this is a little close. But I think it's going to do well. It's taking place in a different time. So I think it's going to do well. It's going to make a lot of money. The representation is there. Yeah. It's, it's a beautifully well-put trailer. 
And I think the villains of Squirrels are going to be dope. And so last but not least, on the USA Today, most anticipated movies of 2019, obviously I just mentioned it, it's the Avengers Endgame movie. What's going to see what's going to happen as a follow-up to Infinity War. Mm-hmm. You saw the trailers? Or you saw the trailer? Excuse yeah. Me. What, you, what, like, what are your expectations for this movie? I'm not going to ask you what do you think. Just just tell me all around. What, 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 how are you going into this movie? What do you think about this movie? Are you excited? I know you, I think you're excited for it, but just tell me what you hope to happen or what you believe is going to happen. Yeah, bro, I'm super excited. I'm really super excited for this movie. Um, I think that it's going to be amazing. Uh, I think that it's going to be like... Uh, you ever see one of those sunsets that's like all purple and peach and pink and like all these crazy colors? Yeah. Like, I think it's going to be like that in a way. Like, like... There's so much beauty, like, in the ending of a thing, in the beginning of a new thing, sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that that's what this movie is going to encapsulate. Like, so many loose ends that have literally been developing for, Jesus, when did the first Iron Man movie come out? Like, 2008. So, literally, like, 11 11 years in the making... You know, it's finally going to culminate in this masterpiece. And, like, one of the things that I loved about Infinity War is that they managed, like, all of the moving pieces so well. There's so much going on, so many different storylines. And they did such a good job of balancing things and grouping things in, in such a way so as not to lose people, even over the, like, rather long time span, you know? So, like... I'm looking forward to more of that. I'm looking forward to seeing everything um, shake out. And, uh, you know, I want to see what happens with um, with uh, uh, Adam. Uh, Adam. Cap, uh, Captain. Captain Adam. Cap, am I saying this? Yeah, man. Ant-Man, Ant-Man. Captain Adam is the DC version. My fault. I'm, I'm mixing it up. I'm mixing it up. I'm tripping. Yeah, that's the whole wrong series. I'm tweaking. Nah, but, um, yeah, with, with Ant-Man, you know, uh, everything that he did in, like, the quantum the quantum realm or whatever, like, seeing how that shakes out. Um, again, Captain Marvel, seeing what she's bringing to the table. Um, Thor has been, like, godly literally you know um he's been really killing the game um uh and just seeing how how things are reversed like all of that death like seeing who really dies like who really stays gone you know what i mean like because he just snapped his fingers and deleted what a two-thirds of the population of the universe straight down oh 50 percent all right well yeah like half of yeah so i mean it's gonna be crazy to see who comes back you know what i mean like and see who stays gone and and see what this what this leads to there's so many different um opportunities for growth and new stories to be told so like i'm just really hype i know that it's gonna be a blockbuster i know that it's gonna have the craziest action i know that it's gonna be funny the soundtrack is probably gonna go crazy like 
I'm just hyped, bro. That's oh, definitely yeah. a well-deserving number one spot right there. How about you? I definitely agree with you on all points you made. It's 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 going it's going to be the biggest movie of the year. Before it will be like okay, we do Star Wars. Whenever Star Wars came out, it will be a Star Wars movie. Right. No, not anymore. Now with the storytelling and just the character development that the the Marvel has done with each and every one of their characters, like it's it's just second to none by a long shot. Like Marvel just has it; they have it. The only other movies that can really do it. Like last year, only most other movies that can get close. It's like a Mission Impossible from last year. Great movie, you know, like absolutely great movie. It was character development, but that's been going on for what twenty plus years. Yeah. So Marvel has done an excellent job tying everything together. This movie's actually about to be three hours. I hope I was hoping it would be closer to four hours so you could have an intermission. So I'm like, it's three hours. I don't want you to cut anything out. That's right. I just really don't. I don't want you to cut anything. I want you to give me it, give it to me one hundred percent the way it's supposed to be. Right. Like I know that you have to do editing and everything like that after the fact, but if you give it four four hours, one that's a long movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very long movie. It's like a double feature almost. Exactly, but that's where you get the intermission. Right. You get the little break, and then you go back in. Like I think that's great to have. In the words of um, but, Shark, that ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. <laughs> exactly, bro. So, but it's I'm cool with the with the the three hour time length. It needs three hours. It cannot be done in two and a half hours. I remember back in the day when you know movies would struggle to be over an hour, hour and thirty minutes. Now it's like two hours is the minimum. Right. You know. So I think it's dope. They need to tell this story. The movie's gonna be crazy. I paid attention to a lot of the the leaks, um, as far as like merchandising and everything like that. I'm not gonna get into that too much right now. Maybe I'll have my own little theory video that I are recording that I actually do. But I am all for this movie. I think this movie's gonna be dope. <sighs> I don't even know. It's it's like I don't even have words for this movie. I just know I'm going to see it. I probably won't see it opening night just because I know people are going to be insane watching this movie. Yeah. Like the lines gonna be crazy. I just don't have time. I'm not somebody who wants to be around that much activity. But I'm going to see it probably opening weekend. It's gonna be packed still, but it's not opening night. Right. right. And it's not opening night energy either. But this is well deserving the number one spot. Definitely. Okay. But Alex, we got a, we got a treat. I want to hear yours. You can you can go ahead and hear mine. You want to go first? You want me to go first? As in, what the, is your top five excluding What's what is list? in this top Yeah. Okay, my top five. Um, this is just kind of like things that interest me, I guess. Um, uh, I mean, as we know, like it's still like pretty early you know, um, and a lot of stuff hasn't been announced yet um, that will come out later this year. But um, some of the titles that I saw that interest me thus far were uh, Bad Boys 4. Now, I'm not sure if that's actually supposed to come out this year or not. Bad Boys 3? I think it's... Yeah, it's Bad Boys 3. Is it? 
Boys. Bad Boys for Life. Yeah, it's Bad Boys oh, 3. Because you had Bad Boys 1. Yeah, for life. Well, yeah, that's kind of a confusing title because, like, why would yeah, 3 be for life? But, but yeah, 3, <laughs> three 4, 5, 6, whichever, you know, send them all, whichever one. But, um, nah, I'm, I'm really happy for that. Um, I got one. Follows, Oh, five, six, seven, eight. Right. Yeah, that's how many M's they about to have in, in their bank account. Because, like, that movie is definitely going up. Um, anybody who follows Will Smith on Instagram. And, um, like, they just been having a lot of fun on set and stuff like that. Like, you know they're going to bring that energy of course, they got Michael Bay, so you know the action and the explosions and everything is going to be there. Um, it's going to be dope, man. It's going to be really dope, and I'm really looking forward to it. If it does actually come out this year, I'm not exactly sure the of the time um, frame on it. But um, that's definitely one that I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm looking forward to Hellboy. I think that that remake should be pretty dope. Um, that's, like, uh, interesting comic, interesting sort of anti-hero vibe like um i i'm i'm looking forward to it i think i think it's gonna turn out pretty dope um one that kind of caught my eye that like i became more interested in um than i thought i would be after seeing the trailer is uh this pikachu um like pokemon detective yeah yeah like when i saw that trailer i was like you know what like it seems a little corny, but, like, also a little funny, and, like, I just might like it. Like, it just might work. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that type of, you know, like, weird enough to work. And and so I, I think it might be kind of cool. Um, uh, I definitely want to see Dark Phoenix. Um, I think that that's going to be really dope. Um, I love what they do with the X-Men titles, like, that's another series where, like, they know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like, they've taken the time to perfect it and get it right. Um, uh, the New Mutants thing is interesting. I didn't, I didn't hear about the reshoots. So, um, I guess it'd be interesting to see how that shakes out because I love the concept. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm really all for that concept of like that, that team, you know? Um, so yeah, but other than that, um, I guess I can't really count that because it might not actually be released. Um, so I'd give it an honorable mention. Um, and the only other movie that I've seen so far that I could put in this list is what men want, um, which is like, yeah, yeah. It's a really interesting concept to me. Like, it's like Dr. Doolittle, but, like, for the difference between, like, women and men's women. thought. Like, yeah, I think, I think that's an interesting, uh, interesting idea. Like, I think it might be pretty funny. So You know what that movie is based off of, right? What? The women want. Oh. Mel Gibson. Okay, okay. Makes sense. It's, the, it's, just, it's just the opposite. I don't think it's gonna be a remake, but it's, it's it's taking that concept and just flipping it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, man, I I think that that's gonna be um, 
like my my top five that I'm looking forward to so far. How about you? I would definitely go see all of those. I, I did see because I just saw Aquaman recently, mm-hmm. and I saw the Detective Pikachu trailer, and I was like, you know what? I'm definitely gonna go see this. It's gonna be weird. When I heard Ryan Reynolds' voice as Pikachu, yeah, I was like, man. this is perfect like it's gonna be ridiculous so um i'm definitely with you there bad boys i'm definitely gonna go see too um hellboy i'm on the fence about um i feel you when it comes to the hesitancies but it's a new telling Mm -hmm. of the story so i'm definitely gonna go see it too i'm definitely gonna go see it to um see how refreshing they can make the take on the movie Mm -hmm. compared to the gameto del toro um, series or the two films that he made, right? Uh, and then what, what? What men want? I'll probably see it because it's a a comedy movie. Like I just want to see how they do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not super excited about it, but I definitely that's a, that's a respectable five for sure. Mm-hmm. For me, no particular order. Um, John Wick three. That's real. I gotta see John Wick three. Like the, it just it's going to be ridiculous. Like I, I was a big fan of the first two, mm-hmm. and now you have the whole world coming after this man. Which in the trailer he said, if everyone's going against him, pray for everyone else. <laughs> which is the truth because John Wick is not a slouch in any means. So. That's that movie's gonna be ridiculous. They got the dog back, which I love. I'm like, wow, please don't kill this one. But um, mm-hmm. it's gonna be a dope movie. I like the. It's very interesting because Holly Berry's in this movie. Oh wow! Yeah, Holly Berry is in this movie, and that is what really shocked me when I saw the trailer. Like I was like, whoa! And she's like alongside him, like helping him at the end of the trailer. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen Holly Berry in a minute, like yeah. in, a, in a movie in a long time. And she looks good as she always does. Very beautiful, beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. And it's just really going to be cool to see. It's going to be real cool. Um, number two on my list, not in particular, just the second one. Um, I would have to go to How, How to Train Your Dragon 3. Right. Um, I have a son, mm-hmm. and I'm going to see this movie whether I want to or not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, I mean, I think it's, it's a really it's a good series, man. Yeah. I like it. Trailer's definitely like really the, interesting for sure. Yeah, I like the introduction of the Light Fury versus Toothless version of the Night Fury. I think I think that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really dope. Um, the Light Fury looks so like angelic, but it's so like it just looks so cool. Because mm-hmm. you've only seen Toothless, you know? So now that you see, like, an opposite or in a, a dragon that pretty much looks like him, it's just like, whoa. So um, I think it's really cool. I think it'll be a dope movie. I Like I said, I've been a fan of the How to Train Your Dragon series since the beginning. Also, my girl's favorite character, like, her, her top two or three characters is Toothless. Like, she has, like, a freaking stuffed animal from having Build-A-Bear from <laughs> Toothless. So I definitely had to see it anyway. If it's not me seeing it with my son, I'm definitely going to see it with my girl. But, um, okay, the third one on my list would be It Chapter 2. 
Oh, really? Gotta see it. A hundred percent. I fell in love with Pennywise with it in the first movie. Like, a lot of people were weirded out. A lot of people don't like clowns. I was like, you know what? If I saw Pennywise in the streets, boy, I'll give him a hug. So I'm just like, that's that dude right there. He's crazy, man. something about Pennywise. Man. I was like, bro, this dude is dope. Yo. Like, it's all around. It's just cool, man. He was a cool character. Now, you torturing and killing children, I don't know if I can rock with you on that. But... If you want to go out and get lunch or something like that, like human food, then I might be able to rock with you. Like I'll, I'll be cool with that. <laughs> you know, if you got to go and get a dessert you know, after we part, then do what you got to do, you know? Yeah, really. but, um, nah, man, It Chapter 2 is going to be a really good movie. Um, Bill Skarsgård, who played Pennywise in the first movie, or the, the reiteration of the series, he did a phenomenal job. Absolutely. And him coming back, I honestly, I didn't even need to know who else was coming back. As long as he was coming back, I knew I was going to see it again. But um, it's a continuation from the novel. I think it's part two of the novel and part two of the miniseries with Arthur Curry, where they're grown. And the grown-ups have no shortage of, like, there's no slouches. They got James McAvoy as Bill, Bill Hader as Richie. Um, Jesus, what's the what's the woman's name? Um, they the woman who's playing um, Beverly Marsh, Jessica Chastain. She's playing. Um, she's actually playing the villain in, in Dark Phoenix, the movie that you talked about. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's just gonna be a good movie, man. It's gonna be a good movie. It's continuing. You're gonna have the kids in a certain part of the movie, and the adults in the other part. It's just gonna be a dope movie all around. Like, I just think it's gonna be a really cool movie. I actually I mentioned the Funko Pops. I'm a I'm a. It's not like I'm a collector. I just pick up the ones that I really like. Um, so I have the Carol Danvers one that's Verse, but I also I have two of the Pennywise ones actually. I have the ones where he has the like the crab legs, the spider legs, and I have the one when um, Richie stabbed him. No, is it Richie or Bill stabbed him through the face with the like iron, mm-hmm. like the piece of iron? Yeah, I have both of those. And they sit right by my bed where the other ones do. Like, this, this movie, is, I, this is one of my most anticipated. That's why I'm mentioning it. It's just, it's going to be an all around good movie, in my opinion. It's going to be a dope movie. Um, the fourth, Shazam. Maybe it's just because I'm high off of Aquaman right now. Mm-hmm. What they did with Aquaman and what they did with Wonder Woman. If y'all keep doing that, then I'll keep going to see these movies. If y'all do what y'all did with Batman vs. Superman and Justice League, y'all can just go ahead and book my ticket. Goodbye. Right. Like, just just revoke my ticket before I even come to the <laughs> It's like, it's no point in me even going. Because those were terrible. I didn't even see Justice League, and I know how terrible it was. Man, Justice um, League Batman vs. Garbage. Batman vs. Well, I saw the Snyder Cut trailer versus the other Cut trailers. I was like, bro, this is two different movies. But... Um, Batman vs Superman was abysmal. Like it was just God, um, bad, just rushed, just all around, just a a fail. It's like you when you whiff for the first time using the truck stick on um, Madden. <laughs> you know, it's just like, what are you doing? Like you probably before you challenged me, you should have known what you were doing. Right? You know. <laughs> so. <laughs> You know what I'm saying, bro? Like before you take the game to your boy house or to play somebody else or even get into these tournaments, bro, like you need to practice. Bro. Like, yeah, how could you get out in mid 
field. It just whiff. Like, uh, just, that was come really on, father, bro. Like, 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 come on, son. Like, think about this. What are you doing? You, you, you should have known better. You know, like, I'm about to take you home, boy. Look what are you doing? Out here you know, embarrassing you know, me like this. You know what? You know what the equivalent of that movie is, bro. You remember with um, what's his name? Red from Friday when his dad took him to get his bike. Mm-hmm. That's how the dad would be, bro. What you doing around here messing with them? You know what I'm saying? Like, go ahead, go ahead, go home, bro. Take them home. Mm-hmm. So um, nah, but Shazam, it it just looks fun. I really liked Aquaman. Like they just did it well. Like it was a good movie, and. I mean, just the representation was there, like with Jason Momoa being Samoan and you know, Polynesian descent. Like, it was just really cool. He he, there there were some callbacks to his culture and his ethnicity with um being Samoan, like the haka, and the haka dance and the warriors. Like it was it was just cool, man. Like it was just very very cool. Um, so I, I, that's that's why I'm I, I have high hopes for Suzanne because this coming from the same studio. Ever since Wonder Woman came out, that's after Man of Steel came out. Y'all have been doing okay, excluding those two movies that should not be named. So, <laughs> like, I hope that y'all continue along the right path. This is not a competition. As soon as DC realizes it's not a competition, it's about having a, a good product to put out there for people to enjoy. As soon as y'all do that, You'll be better off. You are not Marvel, and you never will yeah, be Marvel. Yeah, don't even, you know don't even try it. Like that's Stay the beauty of the DC, that's the beauty of DC Comics and the DC video games. You're not Marvel, and you're okay with that because you're well confident within what you are. You know, so stick to your, stay in your lane, like like um, Lavar Ball says, right? And just do you. You know, just do what you got to do. Don't focus on what Marvel is doing because they about to make. You know Definitely. what I'm saying? As soon as you get in competition with them, they take your money. It's as soon over. as you focus on yourself, you, you get lost. more money. So just, so just, just focus on yourself. Uh, so, so I'm high on Shazam. I think it's going to be good. I'm just waiting to uh, a teaser or something like that to Dwayne Johnson of the Rock's Black Adam. Like they they yeah, announced that. I it think that seems like so long ago. So like they have to have some teaser to that or something. Like you have to get us ready for Black Adam. Because he's the number one actor as far as money. So right. it's about time. If y'all had three good movies, which I believe that you will with Shazam, you need to go ahead and have him in here quick so y'all can make that money yeah. back that you lost right. on Capitalize. Justice League. So, um, all right. And then the last one, which I was scared as hell when I first saw this trailer. But I've watched this trailer so many times, I'm hyped for it. So that's what happens, man. That's why when people are scared of something, you gotta you gotta recognize what it is and almost like Crazy. trick yourself into liking it. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's why like some people, nah, some people are scared of clowns, but whatever. Um, us, crazy. Mm. Jordan Peele's follow up to Get Out. Mm. I think that movie is about oh, to yeah, be yeah, yeah. crazy. Like it's it's gonna be stupid. Like in all essence of the words, S T O O P I D. That's what it's about to be. <laughs> like it's going to be absolutely stupid, boy. Like it's gonna be crazy. Yeah. Like wow. the family 
everything like this like from the from the doppelganger copies like everything is going to be wild so i my her um so i debated with my girlfriend's brother and he thought that the doppelgangers actually react the way that the actual family member acts so the family member acts in a negative way then the doppelganger or the copies acts in a negative way hmm. hence and his his main purpose or sole reference was when the boy and his copy were looking at one another versus how the rest of the trailer looks when everyone seems like they're at odds which is a good point yeah. me i think that is very deep as was get out Get Out was about what we're not going to get into that, but Get Out was a deep movie, mm-hmm. a deep meaning to the movie. Um, us, I think, is going to have to eat an equally so deep meaning for this movie. Shout out to Howard, we're H U alumnus right here, H U alumnus right here. So when I saw Winston Duke rocking that crew neck, I was like, boy, is that not the bookstore? So I was just like, wow, it's it's awesome to see. But when I see the trailer, I see the Rorschach. I cannot avoid seeing the Rorschach paintings that they usually use for psychological evaluation. Mm -hmm. The transitions between the scenes and the trailer, I cannot overlook that, and I don't know why. But there's always two red dots that are equally identical in size, just in different places. But also, what if this is, because everything in this trailer, I think, has a meaning. When Brian, who is my girl's brother, said that he thinks that they act, react violently because of the family, I said, okay, well, that's fair. But prior to that point, I, he said that they might be there to replace them. Mm-hmm. You kill off your real copy and you can replace them. I brought up the point, if that's what they wanted to do, when the family showed up at the house, that's when the movie would be over. Hmm. If they were there to kill them. Yeah, that makes sense. I I told him, I think that these doppelganger copies are either a suppressed or repressed emotions or side of your personality that you choose to not associate with because of whatever it may be. So I think that the kid, his doppelganger copy has this the burn scars, burn marks on his face. When they're looking at each other, the two boys, one of them has a match or a lighter. What if the kid has been told, don't play with fire? Mm-hmm. You know? And that's what he actually wants to do, but he doesn't. But I can't overlook that, but when the friend who is um, at saying, I think is vodka o'clock in the trailer, I know I'm going on a tangent for the trailer, but I think it's vodka o'clock. She, her doppelganger shows up in the movie. 
is quick. Her doppelganger shows up with scissors to her own head. Hmm. With a glove that's the opposite hand of the glove that's in the trailer or in the in the um poster for the movie when they're holding the scissors. Brian brought up a really good point. When Lupita was looking at her copy in the classroom, you see all the stick figures holding hands, right? Mm-hmm. But when Lupita is approaching on the beach, the copies are holding hands like the stick figures on the blackboard. Mm-hmm. When Lupita is approaching her copy in the classroom, the copy is holding up one piece of paper and pulls it apart and makes two. Almost like, you know, making something equal. Like a, like a copy or two of the same or one in the same. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's pulling it apart or making these two and pushing them together. It didn't show us if it was pulling the two pieces apart or putting them together. But my theory for that movie is that in order to be your whole self, you have to accept what you don't think you should and be 100% of what you are. It's like embrace the, the darker side, I guess, huh? All, to a degree, yeah. So if you do that, then you'll be your, you'll be your true authentic self. You'll be who you are, who you are supposed to be. But I'm excited for us. I've looked at this trailer. I watched trailer reactions for this movie. I'm going to go into this movie. I'm going to be freaked out during the movie. I know it. I'm going to be like, this is very unnerving to watch. I didn't see Get Out. I know what happened. I couldn't do it. When I saw that movie, I was like, oh, no. Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) It was crazy. It was the first. I saw that trailer. The first date between me and my girl. And we were going to see Split. And I was like, oh, no. Absolutely (laughs) not. Absolutely not. Just have you around the house looking at everything different. Like no. What you doing with that teacup? What, what, what's up yeah, with that teacup? Like, I'm just trying to go. Like, brother, don't even like tea. Right, right. <laughs> so, nah, no, 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 absolutely not. I couldn't do it, especially like given how it looked. Uh, Interracial couples. I was like, oh no, no, <laughs> I was like, no, because a lot of people are like, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of like possession movies, right? Mm-hmm. Because that seems. Like, it could be real to me. That's real. Blood, That's real. Guts, blood and guts and slasher and stuff like that. That's not... I'm not afraid of stuff like that. I, don't, I watch movies like that. I'm like, all right, whatever. You know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and and um, Scream and Hellraiser and Freddy Krueger and Jason. It's like, all right, these are good movies, you know? But I'm, it's jump scares, but it's not like, oh, my God, I can't sleep scares. Possession mm-hmm. movies? Oh, no, that's dead. That's dead, bro. Paranormal activity? Nope. Exorcism? Nope. Absolutely not. Us is going to be a no, but I'm going to see it. That's true. It's probably, probably going to keep me up, man. I might have to sleep with the light on. I ain't afraid to say that. That's true. You know? But I couldn't see Get Out, man. I just couldn't. I was like, no. That's a real fear. Yeah, you know? too close to home. 
That's a little too close, man. Like, no, no, please do not. No, 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 no. I just couldn't do it. Awesome. Now, this one doesn't hit as much as close to home, so I think that's why I'm okay with seeing it, even exposing myself to it. Mm-hmm. But that's it, man. That's my five, us, Shazam, It Chapter 2, John Wick 3, and How to Train Your Dragon. What you think about my list? You think it's solid? Yeah, man, definitely a, a solid list, man. And I for sure slept on us. Like, I for sure slept on that. I, I completely forgot about that, that trailer. What? How did you forget about it? Um, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. When I was just putting together this list, like, um... I don't know, I guess because it had been like maybe almost two months since the trailer dropped, like around that, I I remember that it was just really hype on Twitter when the trailer dropped and like, I, um, like I I watched it and like, I was thinking like, all right, like this would be dope. I mean, I've liked both of his movies that he's dropped so far, um. Uh, granted, like Black Klansman wasn't a wasn't a um, you know horror film, but like it was still like a good a good movie. Oh, like. oh. Black Klansman, yeah, that was him. Peel wasn't a part of. Mm-mm. It was uh, that was Spike Lee. I'm pretty sure they worked together. Let me see. Did they? Yeah, I really thought that was just Spike, man. I might, I might, I might be mistaken. Let me see. Which also was a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Spike no, Lee and Jordan Peele. Where? Uh, okay, okay. Player um, says Jordan Peele and Spike Lee teaming up for a Black Klansman KKK movie. Um, ah, he was a producer. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So I thought he like helped write it. And I was like, uh, no. Yeah, nah. Um, he was a co-producer on the movie. Okay, bad, bad. My bad. Um, yo, one of these times we gotta talk about that movie because like. It was definitely a dope story, but, like, it's amazing how much of it was, like, Hollywood, you know? Like, oh, amazing how much of it was Hollywood. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah, we should talk about that, like, the real Black Klansman, like, the real story, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's real. That's yeah. that's true. Yeah, no, nah, but true. you definitely got a great list, though, bro. Um, And, yeah, like I was saying, I definitely slept on us. Um both of the movies that Jordan Peele has been a part of so far have been like really dope, like very interesting. You know what I mean? Like very unique in their own right, but like still like great. So he's, he's kind of shown himself to be like one of the great talents of our generation. Like he's kind of really coming into his own in that regard. Um, And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see just what's there. Like the way that he makes his movies um, he kind of leaves a lot to dig into, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot to, a lot to um, investigate and kind of like, you know, consider. Um, 
it's a lot of like social commentary and that kind of thing that goes on in this movie. So like, I'm I'm excited to see what all is present, you know, um, and see like how many of your predictions and other people's predictions are right. Because I know the internet was in a frenzy. They were like, "Oh, this is what the movie was about." Like about Black like, Black. No, no, no. Uh, when they saw the trailer for us. Okay. Well, yeah. let's go ahead. You know what? Let's go ahead and wrap this, and then right. we'll get into it. Right. All right, everybody. Well, we're coming to an end. Tell me what you think. Give me your top ten list, if you agree with our, our five or not. If you're looking forward to any of these movies, this is V. That's Alex. This is Talk Your Truth. We out. Till next time, be blessed. Thank you. Peace.